Hmm. Hey, people are all impatient. I'm in, you, like I, wishing fucking Jason happy birthdays and shit on Facebook. I know. I know dude. You know why? Because I think they live on the other side of the world, so it's already. Uh, Zach doesn't. But, oh, hilarious! Have <laughs> shit on my brother. <laughs> By the time we're done recording, though, it'll probably be my birthday. Yeah, it, it will yeah, definitely yeah. be your birthday. I'll make sure of it. Right, no. Chris? No. The way. Shorty, it's your birthday. Some of us will work tomorrow. Uh, oh, well. Uh-huh. And two, you can bow out whenever you want me, Jason. Yeah, no, no. Yippee-yay. And one. E11 o'clock comics episode 244. Happy birthday, Jason! Woo! Improvised. Always welcome. Nice. I love the improvisers. Yeah, boy. I don't know. Maybe it's just a movie the kids were watching before uh, I sat down to record here, but I'm in a stupid holiday spirit right now. I wanna yes! Get, I desperately want to get rid of it. That no, is great! No, the, the uh, I don't know what the name of it is, but uh, New York City uh, versus Santa Claus. He was the the store Santa Claus, and they sue him because they say he's impersonating... Uh, Miracle uh, on 34th Street. No, no, no. Well, maybe it's an updated version. Of, yeah, I don't know. Sense. It's the one with Dylan McDermott. And, yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the modern version. Incredibly oh, wow. handsome man. Dylan McDermott? Yes. I, you know, it's I have as, as if my wife were sitting in here, she'd be laughing because I have said many, many times that uh, although I am a purely heterosexual man, if I ever was to go the other way, it would be Dylan McDermott. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah He's a good-looking fellow. He is. Wallace. Wait, you're gay? Just don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I knew I felt different when I woke up came back and Jason was gay. <laughs> Is there a problem? I mean, yeah. No, not that there's anything wrong with that. I was and, say, dude, and she's quite saying? attractive, oh, I'm the most too. liberal out of all of you. What's, that's right. That's Chris very true. You're like, yeah, I, I, I really have a hard on for Bill and Mulroney, too. What oh, was no, the, uh, the actress's name? She's terrible. Excuse me? The actress's name. Elizabeth Perkins. Yeah, my, my uh, our good friend uh, Kathy, who we uh, spend every New Year's with, one of my one of our best friends. She looks just like Elizabeth Perkins. You mean my address? You, you're invited, dude. <laughs> no, no. She lives in PA. Yes. You're in like Flint, Ben. I'm gonna be in, late uh, in Newtown Square. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes, disgustingly festive. I want to I'm so giddy, dude. Let's get, let's get in. I'm in a beef coma right now. You guys are going to have to forgive me. I'm just like... Uh, beef curtain? What? Beef curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Hate them. Name. Oh, no. Keep the keep the meat butterfly to yourself. Oh, man. Butterfly. I have a huge fillet. Hang sandwich. <laughs> it's like Willie Nelson chewing on steakums. Peppers. Steakums. Oh, beard. Life's good. Are we going to open up some presents tonight? No. Well, J- J- uh, Jason seems to have squashed that whole idea. Man. I don't think we should, dude. We can't. I, I don't yeah. think that's right. We gotta wait yeah. after Just, Christmas then. Yeah, that was the yeah. We said that like so? two weeks ago. Haven't you been getting shit from the listeners every week like me? Yeah, I got some. I got some good ones this that's week. That's what I'm saying. So it's awesome. awesome. Well, let's get into this because, as usual, this is eleven on everything. And playing the part of Jason, it's Christopher Neesman. <laughs> uh, eleven o'clock <laughs> comics. I'm older and wiser now. (laughs) Episode 244, and I am Vince B. Ho, ho, ho. Yes, you are. Ho, ho, ho. And I'm (laughs) Christopher Eastman. I want to open up presents now, but we have to wait. Tantrum. (laughs) Uh, I'm David Price, and Chris is a hoe. 
<laughs> yeah, yes, true. Ho, ho, ho. And uh, I am Benedict Timothy Carlton Cumberbatch. <laughs> no, you're not. You're oh, <laughs> you saw the new trailer for Star Trek. Yeah, it actually looks good. Looks yeah, it really, looks really good. If you had to I, guess I, how old Benedict Cumberbatch is, what would you guess? Um, I don't know, 36? I'd say 32. David, you want to guess? I, I, I said 45. Oh. 45? Jeez. I did. I did say that. Oh, my God. Oh, he's 36. He's 36. Chris oh, on the I, nose. Yeah. With the cummerbund. 45? Damn. Damn. Yeah, no, I, hey, I, because he also, he, he didn't look all that young in, uh, well, yeah. he, he doesn't look all that young in Sherlock, Don't but. Um, ask David at a party to guess the weight of a girl. Dude, no, or their birthday or anything like that. No, definitely not. Um, but uh, I didn't see the movie just from looking at the trailers, though. But those at that that Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy movie he was in. Yes, yes. I mean, he didn't look young in that, but it's it's. I like yeah, that movie. I'm going to save the listeners some trouble because uh-huh. if they're hunting for low prices on comics, Ooh. I'll save you. I'll save you the trouble of looking around because there's only one place to go, and they sponsor this show. It's Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can get fantastically deep discounts on your favorite funny books and collectibles, such as from IDW. It's G.I. Joe number one, written by fan favorite Fred Van Lenty. You know this. Drawn by Steve Kurth. And our buddy Wando did the cover. Uh, Yes, Cover price on that Mm -hmm. beautiful Wando. I have a Wando original art piece hanging on my wall. Nice. Oh, that's right. Oh, no, no, sorry. Not my bad. I, I, never mind. <laughs> it's three ninety nine. So I was thinking of Juan, Juan Cruz. Never mind. You different, won't pay uh, that. Different Juan. You'll only pay $1.99 from D.C. Thank goodness. It's the Jack Kirby Omnibus Hardcover Volume 2, a massive. Just a... Uh, what? Oh, go ahead. No. <laughs> Wow, a massive 600-page tome featuring Black Magic, Kung Fu Fighter, uh, the entire run of the Sandman, which is great, and made a cameo appearance in Neil Gaiman's Sandman, parts of it. Um, DC Comics Presents, the superpower stuff. It's thirty nine ninety nine cover price, which is a bargain in itself, but you can get it for nineteen ninety nine. And last but not least, from Dark Horse, Matt Kent, Mind Management, First collection issues one to six going straight to hardcover as well it should. Cover price yeah, is yeah. nineteen ninety nine, but not for you, discount comic book service patron. It's nine dollars and ninety nine cents. And if you're a first time patron, you can get an extra eight percent off your already voluminous discounts. David, what's that code? That code is EOC eight. EOC eight. Very simple, very easy to get you an extra eight percent like- off. Already massively discounted items. Don't be a lunkhead. Discount comic book service. DCBService.com. Go there right now. We'll wait. Well, yeah, okay, they're back. Go ahead, yeah. Chris. That was fast. Um, we like to drink on this here show we if you're a first-time it. listener. And, uh, and each week we talk about what we are drinking during the show. And it's called our drink roll call. And, uh, and this week Vince is going to go first. Because you're going to love me so much. Really? Yes. You're not drinking a hurricane? So I am long. not drinking a hurricane. This week's drink roll call, as far as I'm concerned, is being sponsored by my bestest friend in the whole wide world and on other planets, Dowdy Gube, who gave me, get this, Christopher, I'm drinking from the Victory Brewing Company. I like um, that. 
I'm drinking a Yakima Glory Ale from the Magic Hat. I'm drinking an Encore. And I got another one here. From the Goose Island. Really? That's a a, uh, Chi-Town brewery? Yes. It's an India Pale Ale. Okay. How much do you love me now? Is it a Honker's Ale? No, it's just called Goose Island India Pale Ale. That's their honkers ale. Goose Island Classics. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, nice. That's my buddy Wonder. Mike. Wow, you're ready to party. Looking out for me, yeah. What a All right. Awesome. Uh, well, David, how about you? I am drinking some. Ooh, hoppy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stark. That IPA will be. Yeah. Stark Raving Cab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. cute. Nice. I like that. It's <laughs> good. It's good. Is it good? It is very good. Nice. Does it have good mouthfeel? Oh, boy. Uh, it, it, it's smooth. I, I, I get down. Like, I uh, just... It, are there I like don't, cocoa elements to it? A little coffee? No, no, no. It's, um... There, no, definitely not. Simmon side of things? There's, um... Yeah, some, 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 uh... Some of the blacker fruits. A little bit of, uh... A little bit of black pepper. Some currants, maybe? It, it says... Mocha, not that I really taste that. Told you, see, I'm going what's down, up, huh? uh, Come on, son. For the, you know, it it, it, it kind of, uh, I drink it too fast to, to bother with the, the coffee flavors, but yeah, it's good. By the way, in a totally unrelated thing, because I have something on in the background with the music turned off, it's uh, or sound turned off, it's a, uh, it's that Spike uh, TV, uh, Spike, um, t- that tattoo reality show where they get tattoos, and it's like, it's like NFL players getting tattoos this time. They are a bunch of badussies, dude. Yeah. Like, they can't sit for a tattoo. It's like these guys are like professional, like physical assassins, and they can't. Like they're acting like it's – sorry, it's a tangent, but I'm just watching body. these dudes like like writhing in pain over a little tattoo. Uh, body enhancing <laughs> drugs. Get back my ribs done and all that. Uh, well, well, speaking of, Jason, what are you drinking? Uh, I have an entire bottle because it's a long night of, uh, of uh, Rosemont Shiraz. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Shiraz, Shiraz. Um, it will be. Right. I'm continuing, and this is going to go deep into January. I'm continuing my uh, my beer exchange with Ash, and um, tonight we are drinking a, a 2012 vintage uh, from Bear Republic, their Racer X Double IPA. No kidding, Racer X. Honest to God. Yep. Wow. Cool. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was comic appropriate, and yeah. uh, it is. Um, yeah, it's it is well, it's a double IPA, so it's it's incredibly heavily hopped, and it's a high uh, uh, alcohol percentage. It's uh, hovering around uh, about an eight point three percent alcohol. Ooh. And yeah, so um, and it's a full pint, so I'll be sipping on this one for a little bit. Uh, yeah, very uh, very reminiscent of like probably a ninety minute IPA from uh, from Dogfish Head for our mm-hmm. friends on the East Coast. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's really fruity, really hoppy, and uh, everything that you would expect out of a double IPA. So this is a uh, Bear Republic, which is located. Where are these folks at? Um, Cloverdale, California. Uh oh. What? You got to be careful in Cloverdale. What's that? Mm-hmm. They got that big monster running around. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> over field, bro. But yeah. <laughs> I can't even make a pun. <laughs> Someone just gave what, what was that the uh, the Snidely Whiplash laugh there? Yes. So we should. I will get some thank yous. I have we should, one. We should, we should. 
I, yeah, I, just, I, have, I have a few. Well, yes. I, got, I, got, I got some awesome thank yous. I got to continue one of yours from our previous show and uh, thank Mr. Brian Stringer, artist extraordinaire. Oh. Because I got a, an original piece of art from him as well. It's unbelievable. And does this man know me or not? Uh, I will put an image up on our forum so y'all can see it, just like yeah. David so, so kindly did last week for his Nanook uh, portrait. Brian drew me a um, a vagina dentata. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh god, it, it's it, it's both ornamental and it's uh, very. I think illustrative. you found your next tattoo, dude. I don't know. I think I would get right on your my, back. My head yeah. into me, but uh, it it it's there are very delicate areas, and then there are uh, parts that are pretty damn vicious. So it's it exists in two worlds. It's beautiful. It's just delicate watercolor washes in the back. He says I'm experimenting with with watercolor washes. You're not experimenting. You're you're nailing them. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, he is. He is. And it, it's on. It looks to be on arches, watercolor paper. So he doesn't screw around. This is very good stuff, and it's I love it so much. It's beautiful. I mm. will have it framed and put nice. it in an area of my office out of eye shot from someone at the door, but that <laughs> I will be able to see every time I sit down here and record. So thank you, Brian. It's beautiful, nice. and I, I love it so much. And you can will, I, too, when I, you see can it. I, can I piggyback onto that? I would love you to. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would. Mm -hmm. uh, I... Uh, Every once in a while, you get a gift that you know, and 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 I know that that listeners out there are just like, oh my god, this is like turned into the you know, <laughs> the show. It is show. awkward part of the uh, season it, when yeah. it, it happens. It does it does get awkward sometimes, but it is also equally amazing. And uh, it, when my wife is stops and says, "Oh, that's pretty cool," you know, you've gotten something really, really special, and. Uh, and Brian uh, took a picture that I th I think I probably posted on Facebook or one of the forums at, at one point because we do have the the photo a day thread, which is one of my favorites and something I, I'm really passionate about. Um, uh, and uh, he did a picture of Parker that is something that I will treasure for the rest of my life, probably years and years and years after this dog, years and years and years from now has passed on from, from being with us. I will, I will treasure this watercolor. It's a grayscale watercolor that he did of Parker. And it is something that I'm going to go get framed. And it's something that will probably be with me for the rest of my days. And, nice. uh, That's very and nice even Marta was, and I'm sure that David and Renee feel the same way about, uh, the 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 painting of Nanook that he did. You know, we love our pets, and and we are so passionate about it that uh, that I think this is um, this is something that is just you know beyond uh, beyond words, and 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 touched me pretty uh, uh, pretty greatly. So uh, you know, Stringer Str Stringer's gonna he's gonna do some art on on my body uh, one of these days. <laughs> But I hope so. He's, uh, but he's already he's already done some some art that that touched my heart with this one. That's awesome. Cool. Next up. Uh, well, I just want to chime in on Springer uh, Stringer real quick. Um, so a little bit, I felt bad. He he. Um, we were chatting this week because he hadn't sent me anything, and he was uh, the long and the short of it is he sent me a Black Panther 
painting uh, a few months ago. And I guess was feeling sad that I had never said anything to him about it. And it turns out I never got it. Oh. So like, so oh here wow. He is, here he is thinking that like, I would like blew him off and you know, I would never do that to Stringer. And, uh, and then he was like, oh, if you didn't like it, man, you could tell me. And then I'm like, bro, I'm like, do you think I wouldn't have, I'm like, I never got it. So it's, I'm happy that we, that, that he's no longer feeling sad because he realized it wasn't intentional, but I'm also sad that somehow or another, a piece of beautiful artwork has lost in the ether somewhere, but uh, um, but the gesture so... is still much appreciated, and I, I told him that off air. But I just wanted to make sure that oh, I mentioned it on air because it's uh, it's it's terrible. I, I don't know what happened. You know, it's I don't know, it's it crazy, stings. But... Yeah, yeah, it does, it and it's does. not even I wasn't even the intended target. It stings, right? Yeah. So um, I, I got a little something something from uh, from another podcaster extraordinaire and, and buddy of mine, Mr. Sean Pryor. Host of the PK Media Black Box. I had sent him a little something, something. We usually do a little exchange here, a little, little 80s pop culture related exchange. So he sent me, um, two things. One, um, a, uh, Marvel trade, uh, Blade Black and White, which collects, uh, a number of different, uh, Blade issues, Vampire Tales 8 9, Marvel Preview 3, um, uh, Marvel Shadows and Light, um, awesome stuff. But, uh, the PS de Resistance is he sent me a, uh, uh, mint in box with card, GI Joe Star Brigade of Destro. Wow! Yeah, it's pretty freaking cool, dude. So uh, it's crazy. It's uh, he has you know, the best toys. He does Star Brigade. You know, it was uh, a little bit after I stopped collecting. You know, it was like early '90s, and it was uh, when they had gotten to the point where they really were running out of ideas. So, so they decided to to make uh, the Joe's astronauts and the Cobra, you know, and this is Destro and he's got like a giant, uh, like robotic arm that shoots missiles and, uh, it's pretty wacky dude. So it's awesome. I'm going to keep it in the, I'm going to keep it in the, in the box and just have it on display on one of my shelves. So nice. Thank you very much for that. Nice. The, uh, going back, uh, a couple weeks because it's a couple episodes ago. Um, I received something in the mail, from none other than uh, our, our close personal friend, Mr. Julian Lytle. Um, so I have to thank him for this because I'm, again, late, like I have been all season long. But he sent me the two series or the two sets of the seasons of Justice League Unlimited. Wow. Ooh. So I will finally nice. yeah, I will, I will finally watch that uh, after his, in the episode third when we were talking about... Um, well, we were talking about the Tim verse and things like that, and 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 um, Batman Beyond came up, and Justice League Unlimited was brought up, and uh, I had never seen too many episodes of JLU. I saw an episode or two of Justice League, but I oh, you're gonna love it. I was you're, working. You're, you're gonna love oh, it. Oh yeah, I can't, I can't wait. I mean, I, I was. You, it, it'll it'll be a weekend where you're just like, okay, let's watch another one. Cool. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I just, it's so, it's, it's now sitting downstairs next to the, uh, well, next to the Blu-ray player, but it's, it's downstairs, so we will be, I plan on watching a few episodes during, uh, during a holiday break next week, but, um, the gift I received this week, I did receive my EOC gift exchange box oh, nice which which I have not opened yet and I'm not sure if 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 I'm going to wait until we do our unwrapping next week um so it'll, it'll haunt me while cuz this is up here while I'm recording upstairs in in my room 
the gifts from you three fools are downstairs next to the um next to the fireplace so i haven't <laughs> touched those except to just leave them downstairs um the is, uh is the fireplace place operational yes but it's place. it's not on right now no 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 it's not on right now he he met he sent you a kitten <laughs> yeah that's right yeah <laughs> but no air holes uh so um so so the gifts from you guys are, are downstairs, but no, Travis, seriously, it's a kitten. It's a kitten, yeah. No, not his, if if it's a kitten that Vince sent me, then that that's long gone because there's <laughs> nothing is living in that flat of a package. Oh, uh, oh, okay. You're there's there's more of a chance of a kitten living in your shipment, Chris, than Jason's or uh, or Chris or Vince's. It's a puppy. It's a, it's, it's, a, a flat, it's a flat. It's a pokey puppy. little puppy. It's Plastic Man's puppy. Oh. Shit. <laughs> The um, so yes, yeah, so I'm not opening up Travis's yet, but but uh, our friend Boomer Z Bill uh, sent me a, a nice little um, season's greetings Christmas card uh, from Bill and Robert. Thank you for that, and and uh, he also included and and no one is going to say anything to anyone because uh, I have not read anything more than I think the first issue of this, but he sent me the three issues, issues one, two, and three, of, actually the first thing he sent me was Polybag still with the gold foil trading card from Now Comics, Mr. T and the T-Force, Sweet. number one, but he also sent me issues one, two, and three of Ray Bradbury comics from Tops. Oh, they're awesome. They are awesome. Oh, There's they a are. Corbin special edition. Yes. There's Wagner art and Sean Phillips art in the second issue. Yep. Uh, Stout in issue three, all still with their trading cards. And I cannot wait Ooh. to rip these open and read them. I'm going to have to make a phone call tomorrow. No, you're Call good. up my you're lady good. and say, mm-hmm. no. No, we're changing the phone number. <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry about it. Uh, I got one more. Thank you, Bill. Mm-hmm. Yes, go ahead. This is a quick one. But a good one, nonetheless, from Gary Lewis. He was kind enough to send me a variant cover edition of Multiple Warheads, number one. Oh, oh neat. Signed with a doodle oh, wow. what? by Brandon Graham. That's yeah. some bullshit, you Lewis. <laughs> wow. Yes, indeedy. So thank huh. you very much, Gary. I love it. Let's see who's who's favorite now. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think y'all got something last week from Mr. Comics R Wednesday. Uh, yep. I was hanging Mr. out with Mr. Gary Brian Bettix. Uh, yes, and uh, I, I had not yet, so um, apparently uh, I was just lagging behind y'all. So he sent me um, Marceline and the Scream Queens issues, much love. Oh, nice. And uh, because he knows I'm a Cliff Chang fan, and it's always uh, impressive to me that people like remember like because we own so many or read like what we didn't read so he actually sent me something which he's right i, I haven't read which is a uh, neil young's greendale nice. uh, written by josh dysart with uh cliff chang and dave stewart arts so yeah it's, i mean they're perfect very, i haven't read very, it and, it's very pretty yep so yes. thanks very much uh mr bettigs he and that's uh not a knock on josh it, who's a very good writer but yeah it's very pretty um mr. it's bettigs, wacky he's he's uh he's kind enough to um set me up with some digital codes so he knows that uh, the paper intake is meant to be limited, so so I do appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> did I did I thank uh, Hassan a couple weeks ago? He, so. th- this this guy had actually I, I, like Jason, something had gotten misplaced or, or misrouted, and he got me uh, a Canon a uh, remote 
trigger for my camera, which wow. is something that oh, I love because I had bought a third party one that sucked Oof. and you know, I was trying to save a few bucks and so I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna have to get this eventually and he got it off my wish list and it never arrived and he asked me about it and I'm like, Yeah, I never got it and he uh so he ended up buying two of them. And oh. which was uh, Hassan, I've used it probably a hundred times since since you sent it to me. It's awesome and it's giving me an entire different avenue to take photography in and I'm absolutely loving it. So that's another thank you. We all clear? No. Yes we are. Oh. No. But mine can lead us into some comics talk. Okay. Uh, I got the coolest present ever. Well, well, no, you don't mind yet. So. That remains to be seen. What it right? is? It's pretty freaking sweet, guys. Um, we all we all have a friend um, that Thank we feel that, that we are uh, we all agree is an awesome person and someone that we love to spend time with and can't wait to see again at C two E two. Well. This this particular friend had asked me to to lug some comics across the country uh, because he's a huge Grant Morrison fan and gets some stuff signed. So don't feel left out. Don't feel left out on this one. It's because oh there was a, there was there was a certain amount of legwork that that led up to to this. But um, um, will leave this guy, David. Will 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 Pfeiffer I taught him well. Um, sent me. The collected hero issues one through twenty-two. Ooh, hero's never been collected. He wrote that. Yes, he did, and <laughs> he yeah. he took his collection of of hero, which I'm sure were were comp copies that that he only had so many of, and he took the entire run of hero and sent it out and had it custom bound for nice. me. Nice. Wow. Wow. So and, so- how many people can say that they got an entire series of comics custom bound, touched by the hand that wrote them, yeah, and right. given to them by by the yeah? That's nice. right. And the the most awesome um, um, uh, personalization in the front. And will it is something that I will treasure for the rest of my life. And I've I've never read Hero. Which sounds terrible. It's a will. I love your work. I've never read this, um, but yeah. So I, I started. I'm I'm about three issues into Hero, and I'm sitting down and reading about an issue a night. And I tell you what, these these custom bound editions uh, that that people do, and there's there's a whole uh, uh, forum thread dedicated to this, which is where David forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's if you've never seen one of these, you know, custom bound collections, people will will take the take comics and and send them off, and they come back, you know, hardbound with you know, uh, uh, you know, additional pages and and you know, just just like a book. But what's cool about them? Is that they've got the front cover, the back cover. It's got all the ads. It's got the inserts. It's got it is everything that I mean. It's I, I've got. Um, you know, GameStop coupons in here, and it's every sort of of thing that you get in comics that you don't get in in collected editions. And you know, I love trades and I love hardcovers, but part of 
part of the nostalgia for us for reading comics is the ads and all of the extra garbage that you get in comics. It just it's part of the experience. And whenever you whenever you get something custom bound like this, all of that remains and it makes it, you know, kinda, you know, a a, a truly unique experience. And mm-hmm. uh, and I'm loving you know, I'm seeing ads for um you know, Batman and the Challenge of the Super Friends DVDs and and that kind of stuff. So um, that and it's you know it's the original comic book paper. But you know it's another thing that I'm that I'm that I'm noticing is that the paper that DC printed on when this came out in uh, in the 90s is so much nicer than the paper that they print on. <laughs> yeah, sure. Is. Yeah, yeah. They're pa- correct. Their paper has. It was so much nicer. It's like a brighter, whiter paper, and it's got a little tooth to it. It's actually, it's actually a really nice paper compared to the garbage that that comics are printed on today. So, um, yeah, it's a uh, it's, it's a nice little step back in time, and uh, and I love the concept of Dial H for Hero. It is yeah. so cool, and it's it's you know. And Will's Will's writing. If you've ever read um, Finals, I think is is a is a perfect example of his work. It's some of the first work that he did uh, at Vertigo. But then you've got all of his Catwoman stuff, and and as I'm getting into Hero, I hear his voice so much in his work, and he has such a such a great sense of humor, but he has such a uh, a satirical look on our culture, and especially early and mid '90s culture. He was so dialed in to, um, to kind of like this, you know, reckless, rebellious abandon to 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 what the world was. Which now in 2012, almost 2013, it almost seems innocent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, there's. I mean, this this is a time when when we were all kind of like entering adulthood. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it was we were we were out of high school. A lot of us were out of college, and we were entering adulthood when this was being you know written. And so, I can remember the the adult parts of this, but there's also an innocence to it that is ten years removed, mm-hmm. and and that's. It's almost a little a little sad to to look at this and and read it and go, wow, that was an a more innocent time, and it was only ten years ago. Or you know, it's yep. Media spin will do that. Um, yeah, especially this week, and mm-hmm. and I don't want to get into that, but you know, it's um, you know, it moves so fast now, and and to read to read stuff that uh, you know that is now going you know a decade and more on, uh, it's 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 kind of nice. It's kind of nice. It's, it's like a lot of people that will read Silver Age comics, and I'm sure at the time they were very they felt very cutting edge and like they were. I know that like Neil Adams and and Denny O'Neill were really pushing the envelope on mainstream comics and, and what they could and couldn't say. And we look at them now, and they they seem very innocent. And I reading Hero and knowing Will like I do kind of woke me up to the fact that wow, the comics that you know, it's not even that I read as a kid. The comics I was reading ten years ago are now innocent in comparison 
to the world that we live in now. So it kind of it kind of woke me up to that. But it, it's it's a beautiful, wonderful present, and I can't wait to to finish reading it. And anyone out there, go and find Hero in in your comic shop bins and uh, you know petition DC to to collect this and put it out because as I'm reading it it's one of those it's it's well they should because they have a new dial H for hero book well yeah yeah uh, that's probably why they won't because they won't confuse anybody but they won't nah screw that but, it's, it's, but hey this is that, dial that, H is not as good as anything from that era that I that I read it's, right and it's fitting that you should mention Silver Age because that's from whence Dial H comes. Yeah. It, 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 it was the headlining story in House of Mystery for, I believe, a couple of years. So it, it does have that Silver Age sensibility, and it's it's written by Will, so it's awesome. Go look for Advanced Team, too, because it's great. Anything Will writes oh, is great. Yeah. yeah. And a, uh, we should also say one of our past and future C2E2 uh, roommates. You bet. Yes. Oh, yeah. Chris, I'd be happy with a signed 8x10 glossy. He's been promising me one for like years and I never get it. That will never happen. Uh, yeah. We know who his favorite is now. Yes. Yep. So, hey, like I said, I this is mostly because I slept books across country for him. Bah. Yeah. By by not only Grant Morrison but also Frank Quietly. We'll talk about this later. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, let's do a live tweet. First, yeah, I was going to say, but we have. I asked. I, I pinged right as we were starting that we that I wanted the live tweet uh, to be holiday themed, and mm-hmm. so far people are following that rule. But yeah, more uh, or less. Yeah, yeah more it's or not less. about comics though. But mm-hmm. our our lovely and talented sponsor asked us the question. Yeah, I want to talk about that one. What the hell is she talking about? I know. I'm confused. It doesn't make sense to me, the question. Oh. Yeah, she asks, Jason, if you want to do it, go ahead. Sure. Christina Merkler, a.k.a. Mrs. DCB Service, uh, wife and manager, uh, wife well, not, wife of Cameron, manager of DCB Service, not manager of Cameron. Um, uh, she asks, <laughs> what was your reaction when you found out about Santa as a child scarred for life? And I'm thinking... It. What? I'm like, why would I be scarred about the existence of Santa? I'm giddy that right. he exists. It, 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 it's very comforting to know that there's an omniscient. It is. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know why that would scar anybody. That would be reassuring, I think. Weird. I, this is a weird question. I expected better of Christina. I don't know. Really? Damn. First country music and now <laughs> this? What the, what's the world coming to? I don't know. Yeah, well, Christina. She's, I don't she's know. hot. <laughs> Are you allowed to say that? I think so. He speaks truth. It's a compliment. Right. Yes, it is. No, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying she's she's not attractive, but it seems like almost like you're flirting with the boss. That's all right. The you're boss. Get some freebies, right? <laughs> I think Cameron could kick your ass. He looks. Oh, like, he, <laughs> he looks quiet. Like he's. You gotta be careful. Those quiet okay. ones. Yes, I got Sicilian foo. You know. Yeah, I think okay. he's got geek foo though. I don't know. I think he could. He's got that. <laughs> let's let's move on. Let's move on. Let's talk about some comments here. I want to see Cameron and Vince in the uh, in the <laughs> octagon at C2. No shoes allowed. What do you got, Vince? Did you have another one you want to do? Um, a live tweet. Let's see. Uh, what was the? This is from Monsterville. What was the best holiday present you got as a kid? Or what was the one thing you never got? Wow. Well, I'm, I was an, I am an only child, so basically, if I, I wanted would, it, I got it. Um, the best holiday present I ever got was, and I remember 
playing with it vividly for for months and months and months. The Planet of the Apes Treehouse. Sweet. I love that toy. It had this this <laughs> table that the top of the table rotated, and underneath was an area where they sequestered all their guns. Like you would put guns would snap in there and knives and stuff, and the top of the table would actually flip over. You know, so in, in case they got sabotaged, they would flip the table over and start boom. Yeah, but it was an awesome. And I had all the all the Mego Planet of the Apes dolls too. It was the best toy. And what about uh, something you never got? I as I'm saying, um, I uh, I can't recall anything that I never got. Um, uh, intelligence, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. True, true. Yeah, yeah, true that. But no, it's hey, only child does have some benefits. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So what you didn't get? Who me? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's see. If, uh, favorite, uh, I guess, best ever. It's tough to say. First of all, I'm a um, as we were saying in the beginning of the show, I'm a winter baby. So my my uh, and I'm a, from a divorce. My parents were divorced, and I was one, and I'm an only child. So that's a, a roundabout way of saying I was pretty spoiled when it came to the holidays. Yeah. Because uh, the parents are always competing for my affections with monetary possessions. Nice. <laughs> so so I put nice. a lot of credence in, uh, in 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 Christmas and stuff. Uh, like so, I got lots of cool stuff back in the day, but. When I like, if we're doing like word association, the first thing when I read Monsters Question that came to mind was um, back when BMX bikes were like the the big deal, you know. Oh yeah. My uh, my dad got me a GT Pro Performer with uh, kicks and uh, pegs and the full the full Monty, <laughs> and uh, it was like one of those sort of items where like all the kids on the block were envious. And, you know, I did not grow up with a lot of money. So that was, I mean, in terms of, like, significance at the time, it seemed like the biggest deal ever because I didn't expect it, I guess, because I thought, like, they wouldn't really be able to afford it. So that that probably was, the, I guess, the gift that I remember the most in terms of the best. In terms of the gift I, 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 I didn't get, the only thing I, again, I, I have to say, if I'm thinking about it, I was pretty spoiled. I, I pretty much had, like, every G.I. Joe and Transformer toy that ever came out, with one exception, and I remember actually throwing a tantrum about not getting it, which is horrible. And I wish I could go back in time and apologize for it in retrospect. But I never got the um, the the USS Flag, you know, the 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 aircraft oh, carrier. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, and I really wanted it like badly, and I didn't get it for like two years in a row. So I remember being pretty bummed about that. So that's another thing. When toys came out back then, they were on the shelves for like years. Yeah. It, yeah, it's not it's like so now where they put them they're, out they're in waves and then they're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you guys? You have the Terradrome? Keep brother, what do you got? Hmm. I said, how about our Hebrew brother? What do you got? <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, fruit and money. Um, the uh, <laughs> it was um, <laughs> chocolate coins. It is. I mean, no I, a lot of a uh, lot of family. I mean, I wasn't a lot of of, of big boxes sent to my house a lot of things were um were in envelopes and 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 uh opened up a card and and watched a check fall out so i mean that that's is basically go get yourself something not because nobody had no imagination or didn't ask me what i wanted it's just that that was pretty much the easiest thing to do for for the bulk of my family um the uh it wasn't i don't think it was a holiday gift but for some reason my my um my grandfather's third wife, her brother, he gave me a thesaurus one year, which I thought was pretty cool. 
but as far as toys, I, I've GI Joe's actually Star Wars mostly, um, and and I think if if I missed out on anything, see, it was it was kind of like Jason. My folks were divorced, but they um, when I lived out west with uh, with my dad and, and my brother, we kind of um, we were more creative, or, or they were um, they were more spur of the moment type gifts. There weren't really really wasn't a list. I remember my one of my aunts who lives in Long Island. She actually mailed a box for for Hanukkah and and there were presents in there for me and my brother with notes attached to each additional box inside that bigger box to tell us which night to open which and I do remember one of one of my gifts were the uh the suction cup Spider-Man web shooters that oh, uh, they were awesome yeah <laughs> I remember that that was pretty cool big big blue and 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 red things you strapped to your wrists I do remember that quite vividly um but uh it was. It, there were really weren't a lot of a lot of to- the toys that I kind of remember. The ones that I I tended to buy myself years later, like, like the Playmates, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and 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 the Secret Wars figures and things like that. That was kind of what I just bought myself after a while. There there really weren't a lot of toys. But for whatever reason, my, my family was more into the whole um, books and, and magazine subscriptions. It was just pretty boring, actually. No, that's fun. I know it is. Yeah. Christopher. Uh, is this best 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 present? Mm-hmm. Best or one you never got? Either one. Oh, best or never one I got. Um, I think I I think I mention this one every year. <laughs> and it is both. Because my dad was ne- he's never like embrace the comic book thing with me he understands it he's supportive we never have like bonded as father and son over comics ever but you know he understands it's it's part of who i am so he's he's fine about it uh so when i was growing up it was something that it, i mean it was just kind of what i did and and he just kind of always you know shook his head and it's like yeah okay you know whatever and then one Christmas, you know, I had I had, I had become a, a huge X Men fan, and I was going back. You know, it's it's at that time you wouldn't like. St- it's like now, if you wanted to read the Avengers, you would like go back and get like the last time that they rebooted it with number one, and you would move forward. You would start there, and you would start building up. Well, and maybe this was just me, but. When when we were growing up, it was kind of hard to do that because they had been running for so long. So I actually worked backwards, and so I started I started collecting X Men, and because the farther back you went, the more expensive they were, and so you would buy them as you could afford them, and so I would start buying X Men issues, and I started at about I don't know like one seventy five or so and then started gradually going backwards and uh, and one Christmas and and he knew that that from me talking about it constantly believe me it was whenever I was a small child I started talking and couldn't you know fucking shut up this shocking is new I know it's nothing new well he knew that that the x-men debuted in giant size x-men number one 
and X-Men number 94 was the first regular issue that, that the new team that, that I loved, uh, you know, were, you know, were debuted and, uh, and he got me issue 95 and Ooh. yeah, it's death of Thunderbird. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an amazing issue and it's something that, you know, I, I could be on, you know, drunk in a gutter with no money and I will never ever ever sell that that issue because it was this it was this moment that whenever I opened it up and saw it, it was like this validation that my dad even if he didn't appreciate this hobby that I had fallen in love with it's like he approved of it and he bought me this at the time you know pretty expensive issue that I was not going to be able to a afford or b it was going to take me a long time to get there because I was working backwards. So that is the the best Christmas present I've ever gotten in my life. Look at you! Now that's the, awesome. The one that I didn't get is that he was like, "Yeah, issue ninety four was like thirty dollars more," and so I got you this one. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and take the gift. <laughs> yeah. So I move move forward. You know, twenty plus years and we're talking the difference between several hundred dollars now so um yeah so it was uh yeah he he had the opportunity to get me number 94 but he got me number 95 instead but uh it was it was it was it was awesome and only slightly um uh disappointing at the same time (laughs) but still i have it i have it it's in my lar and i i do take it out every once in a while and look at it and uh and it's uh it's it's a great memory for me sweet one more quick one before we launch into the comic talk proper this is from bill zanowitz or zanovich whichever uh i'm not sure tying into the amalgam talk from a couple weeks ago what what was is it zanovich or zanovitz zanovich i don't know but it's boomer z boomer z right um, what was your favorite DC Marvel crossover? That's extremely easy for me. Yep, done. Superman, easy. Spider-Man. Yeah. I, I haunted the newsstand for weeks knowing that that was going to come out. Every other day I would walk to the newsstand to, to get it, uh, $2 in my pocket. And, and when it came out, it it lived up to all of my expectations and more. Nice. The first one or the second one? The first one. The first one, okay. Yes. Ross First Andrew, yeah, right. Dick Giordano, was, come yeah. on. Second one was Bushima. Um, Those double page spreads in there are still eye searingly gorgeous. I, mm. I, I love it all. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I did read that one, but I, I think my oh yeah, it, it that's that's near and dear, but probably because I I had it and I read this shit out of it was. Was Uncanny X Men Teen Titans. Yup. Yep. Love it. Preach. It's the greatest old DC No, it, it's not. Oh, fucking Walt Simonson. No, no, it is. It's it's and and I was on a Simonson high because I also oh, had the, uh, the the Manhunter collection. Yeah. Uh, from the detective backups, and I mean, it was it really just was because I was I was knee deep. What's that? In in X Men and 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 it was. Uh, well, the Manhunter stories were Archie Goodwin, yeah. No, it was Claremont Simonson on the, on the yeah on the crossover. Yeah, um, but I mean, I was up to my neck in in Teen Titans, and and I mean, it was just that that was, and I mean, of course, 
I love Spider Man, so I mean, I I'm not going to. Yeah. But no, if 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 this, I had to, this is, this is one where David and my our proximity and age is going to show in comparison to Vince because Vince is a touch older, and so yeah, <laughs> touch. Well, no, that's, 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 <laughs> that's a long touch. That's, that's very diplomatic. Are you? Well, no, no, I'm being absolutely serious. You know, the, the I'm, I'm saying though, is Vince that much older than? Yes. Yeah. How, much, um, how old are you, Vince? Forty-seven. Yep. Are you really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brother, you almost dude. We're gonna we're gonna dude. We gotta tear your fiftieth up. We gotta do it yeah. up. Right. Yeah. Dude, I didn't realize you were that much older than me. Yeah, forty-seven. Shit, dude. So I mean, uh, and Dave, you're wow. probably about my age, aren't you? I'm yes. Thirty-nine. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm about a year older than you are. Okay. So, yeah, for, so the, I didn't. The three of us are actually almost like I'm thirty. Yeah, we're all, we're pretty much very closely tight. Yes. But bunch in age. And so I Vince is the old man, damn. Yes, yeah, so I would have told him the elder statesman, always. Man, Spider-Man thing, I mean, that was big goings on. Yeah, a little bit before us. But yeah. then you get to the X-Men, you know, the X-Men and New Teen Titans, you know, I was just talking about X-Men. And it was it was hot, the only hotter or as hot book whenever we were like 12, 13, 14 was New Teen Titans. And whenever they crossed over, it was the yeah. shit. That really yeah. was shit. I'm, I'm not trying to tinkle in your waiting pool. No, of course not. But, yeah. but it is just, just yeah. It just it tickles. They haven't crossed over that much, and so that I mean definitely tickles that. Yeah, that I mean, yeah. I, mean the only, I mean the only thing, the only thing that would show your age if you actually said you know the Wizard of Oz, but, <laughs> but yeah. it's, you know so you had, and also I did enjoy the Treasury editions because I had. I had both Superman Spider-Mans. I did not have Batman Hulk. I did have Muhammad Ali versus Superman. Yes. I oh, yeah. I I had the Marvel team up. Actually it was it was it was more of a Spider-Man type treasury edition but reprinted Spidey's Marvel team ups with with Uncanny X-Men and Ghost Rider with the Orb and 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 um maybe oh Morbius. So I loved those treasury editions, but um yeah, they were the best. They, 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 it was just, I mean, yes, they're big old. It's it like reading the Sunday funnies, but it was just, it, um, no, I mean, it, that, that, it's weird because now, I mean, like, like Bill, you know, brings up the Amalgam, brings up the, the, the Amalgam books and, and it's, it's, uh, you know, I had to throw that out there for you. Um, and yeah, I mean, it really does depend because I have, and, and it's, it, well, I don't want to say it's sad, but it, it definitely loses something. I have the, um, the first crossover classics trade, which has the ones we've all mentioned just now, and mm-hmm. and, and it definitely loses something when you see those Treasury Edition Superman, Spider Man, or Batman Hulk books shrunk down to standard. Yeah, comic. unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. other than original size is unacceptable. Yeah. So, but I mean, it, it's nice to have that all in one collection, and and the um, and, you know, and and it and it got a little crazy in in the nineties with with. Punisher Archie and and they did Batman oh, sure. Punisher and things like that, but it, it was, um, yeah. For some reason, when those when those crossovers started, that was that was just magic, right? Just just speaking from personal preference, not trying to lose friends here, but for my money, Ross Andrew greater than Walt Simonson. Holy Christ! Yeah, no, wow. But again, though, that is I I think that is also. Um, I don't want to say 
the 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 age difference, but no, because I mean, I think I, I think Ross Andrew is. See, it, it's weird. I was I was thinking about this when I was talk when I was thinking about what I read recently when, when we were going to talk about on the show, and and Ross Andrew is definitely he has he has characters where when I hear his name or see his name. I th- I picture characters. They're, they're just yeah. they're characters that just like you know how Jordan. I think of Gil Kane with 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 sure. Wonder Girl. I think of Perez. You know, so there. But and and Ross Andrew. He has he has that Punisher. If, if you if you look at Punisher over the years and and you just like pick out certain styles of what the Punisher looked like. Obviously, Ross Andrew's Punisher is is going to be at the beginning of that timeline. Definitive. Did it first. Did it right. He, he he did it first. I I I really really like his Punisher, and then recently, which is probably going to fall somewhere in my eleven o'clockers, the the Greg Rucka written Punisher series that lasted about sixteen or so issues because it tie it it leads into the current limited series for Punisher Warzone, but Marco Cicchetto does a phenomenal wow sure with a little bit of a longer hair because it, it, it's weird because i can and steve dylan had his during marvel knights and the max yep, good and, stuff and, and you know so you have you definitely see punishers over the years but but, but this one by chichetta where he has um because early on in the run um punisher gets shot at and beat on and and so for most of the series he he's he basically has a makeshift eye patch. His head is kind of bandaged around his head and and covering his his left eye, and and his hair is longer. But he's wearing a Kevlar vest with the skull spray painted on it, and he's wearing like um like carpenter style dark jeans with, with knee pads. And and I I picture that version of the Punisher along with a timeline. Of, of other punishers over the years and 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 he has as of like right now for this particular modern era if you want to call it i i see that as as a punisher that will be when when a comic book character 20 years from now is going through you know a, a marvel computer through a database and, and looking up old like if the maestro's era and they're looking back throughout you know the years of of marvel characters and they get to to the punisher and that version that Chichetto drew, I think, will be right there next to the Ross Andrew version. Hmm. Hmm. That's strong. You got strong admit, words. Though, Ross Andrew's Peter Parker by, was by far the most handsome, most animated Peter Parker ever. It was animated. See, I, I don't know if I could say most handsome because I'm, I'm I keep picturing. We need to stop this conversation until next week, and I won't tell you why. <laughs> You okay. Jesus. Anyway, all right. Woot. Well, okay. my answer, not that anyone asked, was uh, JLA Avengers. Really? See? Wow. Now that well, you. here's the generational thing. Right, exactly. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. No, no, no. It, you know, to be honest, the reason And it's that, awesome. I love JLA Avengers. No, the the reason it it, 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 it takes the cake, because I, I think in terms of the story, I, I David's, uh, the, the Teen Titans X-Men holds better sway to me, but like the the... Like to me, the JLA Avengers is is like um, what it was all about. 
That that's the relieving practice. Yeah, and 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 I view it as like the the pinnacle, at least for me. And I know a lot of people are probably going to throw their their headsets down and disgust with this. It's the pinnacle for me of George Perez in the sense that when I think of Perez, I think of his unbelievable attention to detail. True. And and this was like his magnum opus in that regard. I mean, he got a chance to draw pretty much every character in the Marvel and DC universes at the time. In Characters that he was attached to at one point. Exactly. And, and he got to draw them in, in, in disgustingly ornate detail and, and just fill pages with there Easter eggs. There are so and, many Easter eggs. Yeah. There, and, and there, so, are, there are covers right. that are hidden in small parts of pages mm-hmm. that are that are like mini cover recreations. And, and, and the other Using thing too, like alternate characters. They'll yeah. like pick Avengers characters to recreate JLA covers in parts of pages. I mean it's right. it's fucking insane what is going on. <laughs> our, our and that's the thing. The, the other thing for me that it frames is that when I first read it when it was coming out, as you guys know, I was pretty much as much as I was a diehard comics fan, I was pretty much just a Marvel zombie. Right. So I read it and didn't really I don't even think enjoy it because I was like, I don't know, you know, like any, any component that involved the DC universe and particularly like a DC hero beating or besting a Marvel hero. I was like, this is whack, dude. You know, like <laughs> that never happened. Then I got the hardcover, the slipcase hardcover years later after I was well into being a DC fan as well. And it was literally like reading an entirely different thing. And it really kind of cemented for me the journey you, I had taken as a comic fan, having been so Marvel centric and then becoming so much broader in my in my likes, to then go back and read it, having a real solid understanding of the DC characters and their histories, it made it like it was transcendently more enjoyable. So I kind of also view that book like when I look at it on my shelf as like an indication of my journey as a comics fan. So nice. yeah. Nice. Do you have the uh, the like absolute style edition that has the um, kind of the story of the first failed attempt? Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of, actually, of the crossover. You know who, um, I, I bought it off of uh, Peter Rios. Actually, he um, I don't know if he had two of them or he was just like selling stuff. But I, I bought the uh, slipcase edition from him. Yeah. So, and it's yeah. got it's got the um, uh, recreate. It's almost like an artist edition of the unpublished original yeah. crossover mm-hmm. yeah. that. Uh, that never happened. Mm-hmm. So, the, um, yeah, those 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 pencil pages were gorgeous. The um, it was, and I mean, I I was buying them as as they were coming out. Did the Forest Prestige format series, and and um, it was unique at the time because it was also during the cross gen era, and and unless he. You know, I had everybody is under salary. You had to report to work. I mean, it was full, and and he, you know, you worked for, you were exclusive to CrossGen, and and it was actually set up so that once all the 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 eyes were dotted and and everything was set up, that Perez was able to take the time from his CrossGen work to work on on this crossover because if they're, they're really, you could you can try to. Say, I think this would look better if this person drew it. But there are just some stories that certain artists were just born to draw. And I don't think anybody other than Perez would have been able. I don't know if anybody even would have tried to. Would would you give it to another artist? Would you say, oh, hell, no, there 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 was no one else that, that could have or should have done. Right, exactly. So it's yeah. it's it's just because he had worked on both of them. 
you know, absolutely right. And it was, it, it's just, it's, um, it is, it is definitely, and it, see, I, at that point, Perez's style changed slightly. And, and, um, like, like for me, I love his, his new Teen Titans work, the, those first few years where he was working on that title. So things changed a little bit. And, um, and, and who, I, th- I think it may have been Alve was the anchor on, on, JLA Avengers, but it, and it was also one of the only crossovers that actually played a part in, well, in this case, in DC's universe, because when, um, I think it was JLA like 101 or something, it was, it was written by Busiek, it was drawn or penciled by Ron Garney, and, and it actually, um, uh, uh, Chrono was, part of that the the early part of that of that first issue of that arc and it it tied into an event from JLA Avengers so it's really one of the only yeah. crossovers that actually spilled into um one of the publishers universes which other than that every other time D- somebody it, teamed up it, it is it is canon for DC right exactly well at least it was pre52 but it was well, it well, was definitely yeah. uh yeah which i mean back then the crossovers it crossovers were like 70s and 80s sitcoms where at the end of the half hour everything has to be back to status quo you can't yeah. and and crossovers when when spider-man and superman met the end of that oversized tabloid issue you know if you read amazing spider-man or superman that month or that following month that well dc silver bronze age books never really didn't continue into the next month anyway but but if you read any Marvel or DC book following those crossovers that you wouldn't have known that there was a crossover the month before. Yep. Hi, Vince. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Let's I talk haven't some gotten, comics, people. Yeah, I can't believe I haven't gotten staticky yet. You did. I you did. did. Yeah. You did. Yeah, it was real brief. We were talking about actually when Jason was talking about JLA Avengers. You, well, you nice, nice. Yeah, worked out beautifully. Mm-hmm. Cool. I got something. What you got? Yes, you do. Got ointment. Slurmo, baby. Yeah. Well, you know, in keeping with the spirit of the season, tis the season. I thought I'd bring to the table um, a collection of heartwarming, semi-autobiographical early works. From uh, the seminal horror mangaka, Mr. Hideshi Hino. Now, this collection was published by Dark Horse. It's the first book in the Hino horror series, which is unfortunately out of print. And it's called Lullabies from Hell. <laughs> Just to warm your hearts for the, nice. the, the Christmas season. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um Actually, I read this book in tandem with the, uh, I don't know if you remember in the uh, early 2000s, the Comics Journal tried something different and they started publishing these wicked oversized square bound uh, special editions. They were 20 bucks, about the size of uh, an old style uh, vinyl album. So they were big in terms of book size. They were big. And uh, I read the Comics Journal Special Edition Volume 5 from 2005, which has an interview with uh, Mr. Hino. And uh, because I read the first story in Lullabies from Hell, and I was like, 
holy shit because it's like i said it's semi-autobiographical but when i tell you about it you're gonna be like this guy's insane he he, he should be killed because he's just not a should be killed wow no, no he's really bad and uh so i thought well let me revisit that that interview because i'm old i forget things over the years and it was written in 2005 and um luckily i did i did that before uh talking about it because uh he says that those stories are completely tongue-in-cheek uh he's actually uh very normal very ordinary almost boring uh in his average uh ness so uh the only uh notable thing uh and they're talked about in the stories was uh his grandfather his father and his brother were all yakuza that that's some pretty nasty shit and uh therefore people were scared of uh hino as a child because whenever he, he would be seen in public he would be with the family members who were gangsters they were killers they were they were uh Gam uh, gambling ring runners and 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 uh, hitmen and you know so he never understood why people would sh- would shy away from him was because his his family were not not nice people <laughs> so <laughs> but as far as the uh, the morbid murderous uh, hellish aspects of the character he portrays in his comics he he states that it's all tongue in cheek which was kind of a relief you know mm-hmm. when when you hear about some of this stuff but. This Lullabies from Hell collects four early works from Mr. Hino in reverse chronological order because the last story is actually the very first horror genre work that he had published. It was published in 1970 by uh, a a publisher called Shonen Gaho, and it was actually published in a children's magazine. And when you, when really? you yes, and when you hear the the description of the story, you're gonna be like, "Wow, that's pretty liberal for a children's magazine." But uh, it's called Zoroku, uh, the Strange Disease of Zoroku, and um, Zoroku is uh, a part-time farmer, and, and when I say part-time, I mean he doesn't really actually do farming. Uh, he's a very simple-minded individual. Uh, the villagers call him retarded, and 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 they poke fun at him. Uh, they throw stones at him. They they basically shun him because he's he's prone to these long, motionless uh, passages passages of inactivity where he'll say he'll stare at a, a water mill all day long, just watch the wheel spin and the water cascade off the various uh, louvers in the wheel. Or he'll stare at a rock for like days and days and days. And it's expressed in the story where um, he'd, he'd stand and watch the snow fall until he'd actually freeze and, and fall over. Um, but uh, like I said, he, he doesn't work much, so that makes the, the villagers shun him. But to make matters worse... The dude has uh, skin that has erupted in this rash of like weepy sores. He he's got these uh, boils and stuff all over his body, and uh, naturally um, very distasteful, very unpleasant uh, for people. So they 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 don't interact with him. But um, what the 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 guy does love to do is he loves to draw, and he draws uh, from nature. He draws birds, he draws, you know, landscape 
uh, images, and he's often dismayed that the colors he's able to produce with paint or with ink they don't really match the colors he sees in nature they're 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 inferior uh but but he always keeps trying he loves to draw to capture the the world around him and um his disease gets progressively worse uh the sores multiply and and grow and they begin to leak this this multicolored goop and and hino does not uh save anything uh does not hide anything away from the reader i mean zoroku turns disgusting he's got these giant freaking boils to the point where his face doesn't even uh resemble a human being's face and and this stuff just starts leaking out of him so the villagers are like uh they go to his brother uh taro and they're like dude you gotta get this guy out of here we have no idea if this is contagious i don't want to get sick we don't want this infecting the village you gotta get rid of him so um they sequester zoroko away in in this ramshackle hut out out in the forest near a place the villagers call this swamp of slumber (laughs) get this it's an area of the forest where all the local animals go to die so there, there's like bodies of decaying animals all ripped open by by uh, crows and other um you know scavengers and it's just this gloomy friggin place which is and hino renders it unbelievably well like the 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 swamp itself looks to be alive with just disgusting muck and so they they send him no, it's really cool and they send him away to live in this shack and the only person that ever wants to have contact with him is his mother he his mother goes to him every day and i mean she still sticks up for the guy even when you know even his brothers like blames everything on him the reason i can't get a wife is because you're my brother and people associate me, me with you and i can't get a woman and you're ruining my life just get out of here so the mother keeps bringing him food but one day i guess he was hungry and he came into the village and i mean the guy is frightful to look at just this mass of leaking necrotic sores with all this pus and ooze dripping out of them and so the villagers tell um the brother you gotta kill him you you have to kill him because he's just going to keep coming into the village and they make the mother stop seeing him so he's starving in this shack all by himself and all he continues to do is draw every day just drawing drawing and uh it gets to the point where his body starts falling apart his eyes fall out of their sockets right and it, it's it's really pathetic he he he's he tries to he's fumbles in the he's blind so he's fumbling in the dark trying to find his eyes and he's and he he tries to stick them back in in the the the, the gaping eye sockets and he can't do it and then so he's starving he he has no recourse but to eat his own eyes Ew. He eats his own <laughs> eyes, right? So he's blind. And long story short, uh, we have this innocent, simple man that, that puts everything on hold. Like the world around him, just he just stops it just to commune with uh, and wonder at the beauty around him. So, And then he's stricken with this horrible, terrible disease. But instead of, of, of like shaking his fist at the heavens and railing against God, he settles into this fate without resistance he's happy that he finally found color suitable to capture like the beauty of nature in the pus that's leaking from his his wounds 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, he, he's, he's leaking all this rainbow fluid. You're not turning me on here, man. No, no. But, but wait, there's a point. Um, uh-huh. And it's, it's, it's actually touching. That's the thing with Hino. He draws these unbelievably grotesque images, but there's a heart to it because Zoroku has all this shit thrown at him, and yet he's not bitter because he, he has found this color to capture nature. And and when, when when you dig a little deeper, it can be inferred that all creative types are stricken with a touch of Zoroku's strange disease. We we all do that which we love to the extent where you know we we will suffer any pain to 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 get that image right. And and here's a guy who's basically falling apart, and yet it 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 doesn't seem to really bother him all that much because he's found his life's goal. He, he's, he's able to paint, however briefly, he's able to paint pictures that that are faithful to the, the beauty of nature. That's that's pretty damn touching. I, I think so anyway. And so, yes, it is morbid. It is very disgusting when you see what happens to poor Zoroku. But in the end, there's a lesson to be learned here, and there's there there's a, a very very touching element to it. I'm not going to give away the the very end because I think it's touching as well, and it, maybe it'll give uh, people a reason to to actually check this book out. But um, the reason why I said if Hino was like the character he portrays in his comics, uh, he would be like Zoroku shunned <laughs> at all costs. The very first story, and I'll make it relatively quick because. We want to move on. It, it, the lullabies from hell. Uh, Hino is actually in the story, and he's telling the reader, you know, I'm I'm a manga ka, I draw comics, um, but I'm a really terrible, terrible person. Uh, it turns out uh, his his mother was insane and abused him as a child. When his father went to work, his mother would tie him up pull his hair out, scratch him. I mean, she hated him. She was legitimately insane. Hated him, uh, made him bleed, just uh, battered the kid, and he he uh, developed an intense fascination with the, uh, the bizarre. He would capture animals, dogs, cats, cut them open, uh, put their, their entrails and body parts in jars. David is going to run out to get this book. I know. Yeah. He, 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 he would crucify cats. Um, Jesus. And, and then, and, and then he would. Yeah, it's my wish list. No, then he <laughs> see. It, but the thing is, his you mother, his mother would <laughs> would would sing this song to him. I mean, she was totally demented, and not to him, but because she didn't want any contact with him. She, alone in her room with like a, a a baby doll, she would sing this song, um, "Fall, fall, come fall down to the bottom of hell," and it was this lullaby of hell. And he found out after trial and error that. The people that abused him, uh, like the local bullies, beat the shit out of him. And um, he found out that if he sang that song and visualized in his mind the people that wronged him, they would die in very brutal ways. Like uh, there's one part where these bullies are are punching the crap out of him and he sings the lullaby and, and, and they die like one gets run over by a truck and his head is separated. The other guy gets gets drowned. So he continues to practice in his um f- you know later years uh other rival artists he wishes them dead so he sings the song one one rival artist gets run over by a steamroller he he eventually 
sings the song for his mother and he's happy he finds her in the sewer and she's all bloated and there's maggots all over and he sits there laughing right um but the 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 end has this little this little twist where uh he's talking to the reader most of the way through the the story and he's like yeah this is my thing i sing the lullaby to, uh, of hell and and everyone i sing it to dies and he sings it to the reader at the end he points right to like uh, he breaks breaks the fourth wall. That's creepy as a and, and, and he and well, when you see he knows art, yeah. He 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 points right at the reader. He says, "You know my secret now. You're dead next." And he sings the lullaby from from hell, and and he says, "Within three days you'll die," much like the people in this story. And the 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 guy that interviewed him for the comics journal, this uh, Tomo Machiyama, said that. As a child, he read this story and and he cried for three days, thinking he was going to die, and, and he was so relieved at the end of the the fourth day when he at the beginning of the fourth day when he was alive. He said, "Oh my God, you you scarred me as a kid," and and he no just laughed. He's like, "Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> that's <laughs> how I do, boo." I love this book. There's a the another story where a woman. It's called Unusual Fetus, My Baby. Uh, a woman gives birth to a turtle. Uh, or a frog-like creature, and then there's another story where uh, this child on a bus goes through uh, a train goes through a tunnel, and because he goes through the tunnel, he believes that they've entered another dimension. And of course, the events of the story play out like that. But man, I love Hino's art. It, it, it's so dangerous. Uh, it, it, it obviously it has an air of the forbidden when you have demons pulling the skin off people's heads <laughs> and, and and pigeons in hell. Even that happens. Eating the guts of 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 live victims. I mean, pigeons from it, hell. Nathan Fox. This, yeah, this who, did, who wrote pigeons from hell? Robert E. Howard. The, okay. Yeah. This this stuff didn't even phase him. It, it opens doors. Uh, to cop to an Aldous Huxley phrase, it or- opens doors of perception that most people would rather remain closed. Uh, and that's why I love it. You know me. I-, I love the profane. I love it when people push the limits of art and story. And, brother, this stuff pushes a lot of limits. Uh, but as I said, there, there's it's not without heart. It's primordial fear, right? We're all afraid of dying. But you have a dude... That's eventually going to die, and he's turning into a puddle of gray goo, and he has some time, some kind of optimism in there. There's some, there's some saving grace to the guy. It's just beautiful stuff, and I got to thank Gobo, or not Gobo, sorry, Slurmo, for, for sending me this book way back when. I just got around to reading it, uh, and uh, I, I'm on a Hino kick now. I'm just going to try and amass as much Hino work as I, I possibly can because I, I just love his stuff. Nice. David, he's like a very, very, very dark Dennis Kitchen. No kidding. Mm. Yeah, I see Dennis wow. Kitchen in, in his work Chris. a lot. Yeah, but um, it's, n- again, obviously, whenever I talk about something like this, it's really not for everyone. Uh, you're either going to groove on it or you're going to find it the most foul offensive thing mm-hmm. uh, you know you've ever read. And But that's my style. I love offensive. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I love <laughs> offensive. I do. You do. I, I'm not. It makes you tick, dude. I know. Yeah. The, the mundane is boring. Well, true for you. Yeah. What else we got? Well, I, um, we don't, let me throw it out there. And if, if you guys haven't read it yet, then maybe we could table it until you all do it. Cause I think it's everyone's intention to have read it. If you haven't already, 
Um, but that is by a, a book by um, Image Comics, mm-hmm. written and drawn by two friends of the show uh, and, uh, and, and fellow third coasters of Chris's. Oh, I know what you're going to be talking about, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm talking about a rural noir mm-hmm. revival, volume one, You're Among Friends. Uh, That's awesome. Written by Mr. Tim Seeley, uh, illustrated by the incomparable Mr. Mike Norton. Um, so, so you've read it, Chris? Yeah, it's, 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 it's fantastic. Vince, David, yes, no? Negative. No. In, intending to, or? No, nah, it's, it's Norton. You will love I'm not, I'm not going to read anything book. Norton touches. Hilarious. <laughs> well, it's, are you serious? Come no, on. it's on the list, brother. Come on, it's Norton. It, you, will, you, more than David, will love this book because it's ridiculous. And it's ridiculously awesome. I think I checked um, out a few pages in the first issue. It's, so it is something that I want to look at. I don't know which one of those guys I love more for this book because it is equal parts Seeley and Norton. I mean, yeah. my, Mike is just a tour de force art-wise, but the uh, the subject matter is so Tim because he's from Wausau, the the town in Wisconsin where this takes place. That's Tim and, and Steve's hometown that's where they grew up and uh and so it's it's very much uh it's very much a seely book but uh um but mike is his art is i mean it's mike being mike you know and and we get so used to um to mike doing and i want to say this in, in the best way possible we get so used to seeing mike do what I think he wants other people to see, and Revival is Mike Norton doing Mike Norton's art, and it's it's fantastic. He is good, I've heard. <laughs> yes, yes, he's relatively talented. <laughs> yeah, so, as Chris is looting it, this is definitely a horror comic, but it's got a lot of layers. I mean, the, the basic premise is that uh, small town in Wisconsin, all of a sudden the dead are coming back to life, but not like... George Romero zombies, they're coming back fully aware. Yeah. As though they never died. Just nice uh, Yeah, they're just they're they're sentient and not you know, they're not brain hungry, they're just like coming back. And um it's it's interesting. The, the first trade is is there there's a lot of things going on. Like there's a lot of uh of, of layers to this book. That you you have the, the, the main premise, you have a a protagonist in in a female police officer named Dana Cypress. And one of the things I really give these guys a lot of credit for is these are, um, I think like all good stories, th- these are not one-dimensional characters. Very, Dana Cypress yeah. is an attractive woman, but she's also um, a teen mom. She, she's no longer a teen, but she had a child as a teenager um, who she's she's a loving, good mom. <laughs> she, she reads like a Greg Rucka character. She does, Absolutely. right? She, she actually yeah. reminded me yeah. a lot of Dex. You know, yes, from, from absolutely. absolutely, yeah. She's a yeah. she's a, a well, she's a, a, a she's a um, her her son is I don't know if they give his age, but he's like in his like like preteen years at this point, uh, like between like nine, ten, or eleven. She's a good mom, loving mom, uh, single mom. She is a cop, but she's also the daughter of the the sheriff of the area, um, who. Both approves of her, but disapproves of her because she had a baby out of wedlock as a teen. Yeah. So she's kind of like striving for his acceptance. Um, you've got a, uh, I guess he's, 
well, he's Muslim. I, I don't know that they give his ethnicity beyond that, but he's a Muslim CDC. He's a member of the CDC that's sent to investigate this, um, and uh, and and he's he's in a relationship that's kind of strained, and he and he and uh, and Dana have a little bit of a thing going, at least tangentially. Yeah. And this is all in like rural Wisconsin. Yeah, 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 and and yeah. and it's um it, it's it's got a, a crazed religious zealot. It's got an Asian just out of high school budding reporter. It's got a uh, Dana's sister is a uh, a little bit younger than her, very beautiful, kind of a classic like Catholic schoolgirl gone wrong type of thing. You know, she's like the the pretty apple of her dad's eye, but she's kind of a bad girl, makes bad decisions. Um, so you've got all these layered characters. You've got this husband and wife whose father comes back to life, but the wife is actually a um, a local TV anchor, so she's kind of bring bring to light everything that's going on with these people. They call them the revivers. These these as they come back, they're the revivers. Um, and it's just this journey, and and you're introduced to all these layers, and uh, you know some some of the revivers are more gone than others, shall we say, and a little bit there's, more crazy than yep, others. There's uh there's there's some again like there's this religious zealot, and there's there's an intrigue with that. Um, there's a really strange. Mike does a great job illustrating this really strange, white looking. It almost looks like Vince, like um like you would see in like a lot of uh like uh, alien lore, you know, like mm-hmm. the uh, like an Area Fifty One kind of like alien, you know, with like the 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 elongated limbs and the 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 pale skin, almost like the translucent skin and the the the, the big you know deep set eyes. There's okay. this cre there's like this creature walking around, and and for a lot of the first arc, I'm I'm thinking it's, I'm wondering like is it an alien, and is that why these people are coming back to life because of this alien's influence? But then you're led to believe it maybe is like a demon or a lost soul. So, um, and there's not really resolution to that, at least at this point. So there's all these like kind of concurrent things going on in this little setting. And you, you don't get like clean resolutions like by the end of the trade. You get really just a lot of uh, things being set up. And uh, it, it pulled me right in. I mean, I have to say it's, it's, it's clearly something that they've thought out to the point where you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure sales will determine somewhat how long they go with this, but you can get the sense that Mike and Tim like have like a, a longer kind of like vertigo esque journey for this. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's I think it's doing really well. I talked to Tim mm-hmm. about it this um, this last weekend and uh, and told him I was really enjoying it. And he's like, well, yeah, it's you know it's great, and apparently it's it's being received really well. Um, sales on it are pretty good, and and I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna run with it for a while. That's good to hear. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I highly recommend it. Again, it's 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 if if you're a fan of horror, certainly up your alley. I mean, I would say if you're trying to draw like a parallel between Mike. I mean, for those that don't know, Mike and Tim are great, great personal, very close friends, good buddies, and they're both mm-hmm. part part of Four Star Studios and. You know, this is something they've been wanting to do for a long time together. But if you're just like, if if you didn't know that, and you're just a fan of their work based on what you've already seen in the comics world, I would say for sure fans of Tim's will love this because, you know, Tim and Hack Slash. I mean, this is of that. I I like it better than Hack Slash. Well, I'm and, not even. I, but what I'm saying is, like, in terms yeah. of like the uh, the aesthetic, you know, like like if you're a fan of Hack Slash, you will certainly like this. Whereas you know Mike has spent most of his career more in the you know the core 
superhero world. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that like being a Mike Norton fan will necessarily make you a fan of this. Yeah. So yeah, in terms of de- yeah determining like whether or not you're going to enjoy this, I would say you know it, you have to be a fan of horror because it's definitely a horror comic. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, I mean, you know, you know, it really does read like like uh, a sci-fi original. It's if you watch Haven, oh yeah, yeah you're <laughs> it, right. it, it reads kind of like Haven. You know, mm-hmm. it's very similar beats to it, and uh, Just um, special effects. Yeah, it's, I, I want my wife to read it because she loves Haven. She mm-hmm. she she's a big big Durky fan of of that show. Um, yeah, and you know, well, you you made a point, Chris, about you said you know you liked it a little bit better than Hexlash. I mean, you know, I'm, I mean, as you guys know, I I, I love Tim to death, but but Hexlash like isn't really my thing. Like it's just it's it's no it's in no way a condemnation of the work. Like I think it's a high quality work. It's just not not particularly my my cup of tea. So I bought this purely. I mean, frankly, I'll be honest. I, I bought this purely because I wanted to support Mike and Tim. Like I didn't. I ordered the trade just just in order to, I figured, worst case, I'm supporting them, you know, in their effort. So I didn't know if I was going to really enjoy this work. Like, I, I thought, you know, I knew it would look good, I knew it would be well-written, but I didn't know if it was going to be, like, a, a story or an aesthetic that was, like, pleasing to me. Yeah. So the fact that it was, I think, again, I would say it's, this is a, um, I would encourage people that maybe are, are, are not, like, I mean, like, like Vince is clearly a horror fan. Like, Vince will read any horror comic, all right? Like, yeah. like, but is someone who maybe is not someone I enjoy some horror, uh, other stuff isn't for me. Like, Cross really isn't for me. Um, this, yeah. this, this worked for me. So it really did work for me. Um, so, so I would say it's, it's, uh, it, it, I would highly recommend this to someone who is, again, just, just kind of, you know, if you're not sure that that this book is for you because you're worried it's going to be like too gory or something, it's not. It's really not all that gory. It, put it this way: it's it's much less gory than Walking Dead, right? Yeah. So, well, you know, it's like I said, it reads like a a sci-fi original. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 about that level of uh, you know that. Well, I'm, okay, they would probably edit out a few things in the sci-fi original, um, but <laughs> it's it's about that level of gore. So. Hmm. Yeah, two yeah. two things. You know what I would really love to do? I would love to shadow Mike Norton on an average Mike Norton workday. Mhm. You know, if you I mean, can you you can probably do that. Well, because we I would love to because we know I wouldn't touch him or anything. We we know he's we know the guy's fast, right? But when when you when you look at the volume of work he produces, he's doing revival. He's doing It Girl in the Atomics. It's uh, ridiculous. The yeah. Battle Pug weekly strip, right? I, I just want to get a glimpse of the speed at which he works because it's, it's he pretty, has to be doing it at a pretty frenetic clip, right? It's pretty amazing. Yeah. To watch. I, I would just, I, I would learn so much just to see him, like, as, as far as the work aesthetic that the guy has, um, just to sit down, like, regularly and crank out so much good work i i i need that i could because i i really have no discipline at all mm-hmm. and, and if i just had a tenth of mics i i would probably get something done but and and um that was the first one and two you mentioned walking dead well like christopher i have um come to the conclusion that i i uh, <laughs> after after the show which i i, I stopped watching the show I, I don't want to read the book anymore. Oh, did you what? did you read past one hundred? I, I, I read I read past one hundred, and yeah. um, one hundred was the straw 
that broke the camel's back. Yeah. And, so, yeah. Did and you read it? Did you read Seventeenth Trade, Vince, or did you mean yeah, issue? yeah, Seventeenth yeah. Trade? And I read after that. Um, and and not only do I not want to read it anymore, I just I don't want it in the house anymore. I wow. I, don't, I don't want anything to do with the book anymore. Uh, what? It, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I fear I I feel that that um, uh, Kirkman has gotten. Uh, it, it's it's so. F- I mean, th- there are things that will happen in this universe of Walking Dead, and they're vicious, very disturbing things. But I believe that he's taking far too much glee in depicting them. Like huh. the the the, ish, the thing that ha- and and I would that love- be really Charlie Atlard's bag. I mean, yeah, but I'm sure there was some direction on on Kirkman's car- part. Like, sure. I want this extremely violent to the point where they showed what they showed in issue 100 and i'm i'm just if anybody needs walking dead trades 1 to 17 i will be oh, glad shit. to i will be All glad right, well, to sell on. them Th- to you this is interesting well, to me let's delve into this though because now, again like i i could see the walking dead is a wildly popular comic at this point right so i could see many readers of the comic coming to the conclusion you just stated mm-hmm. but i am flabbergasted that you are saying that because as we've just established, you adore <laughs> yeah. wildly disgusting and overtly violent stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you love like overtly graphic and depraved things. Like you, as you as love. You Crossed. mentioned before, I love adore. Crossed. I mean, I adore Crossed. I really like it a lot. So but, why would this be offensive to you? But Crossed wouldn't when it's way more overtly and in your face intentionally. Like Crossed, I think Lapham is he's 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 relishing vicious. and disgusting. Yes. Yes, I think I know why. Because I haven't walked, uh, and that's a credit to Kirkman, mm-hmm. I haven't walked side by side with the character that met their de- demise in issue 100. Oh. As, I, no, I said that wrong. I haven't walked with the crossed characters because they don't last long, right? Yeah. We, we really only get a brief glimpse into who these people are in Cross. Right. Their, their deaths are brutal and disturbing, but they're, they're only like passing acquaintances. I walked with this character in Kirkman's Walking Dead for over issues. for a hundred so issues. Do, do yeah. any of the do any of the Cross series connect, or is it just they all stand alone? Do any of the characters from the Cross universe go into the next book? Sometimes, but uh, okay. what, but still, what, I mean, what, what, yeah, what Badlands is twenty five crossed issues compared right. to yeah, but okay, no, I, I, more I than twenty five, yeah, and and you know, and we're obviously getting very dangerous to to spoiler mode here right i won't um, do it. no but, it's not fair and we're not we're not going to say exactly who it was but i think the character that that was killed in issue 100 had become the heart and and yeah. and soul and moral compass of the book mm-hmm. more so than than rick ever ever had been and that's why you know when when that character died i was like you know what I think, seems, I, think I'm, I think I'm done here. Yeah, it it the, seems the, incredibly the sadistic. Got too hopeless. Yes, it, you know? it, it, there, there, there's, there seems to be a sadistic glee on Kirkman's part, where it, um, and it's how not it so was, much and how and how it was done. It yeah. was, it was, it, it was really in how it was done. It was extremely you, disturbing, and and it, yeah, you, you to, had to live through it for what three pages. But don't you think? See, this is funny that I'm defending Kirkman at this point. Now, but don't you think? he he made his mark here. I mean, he he 
the fact that it resonated with you, I think, is impressive well, because it's oh, it hard did. for something like a death to resonate with us after right. all. Right. I'm not yeah. questioning the, the skill of the writer at all. No. In fact, I'm praising it, but yeah. I, I just don't think I want to. Have you, have have you to... ever gone to like an all you can eat, like king crab leg buffet? And and you just you, <laughs> you eat and you eat and you eat and and there's still a point where you know what as good as they are I don't need to eat any more crab legs and and that's yeah. kind of as good as as Walking Dead had been it, it's like yeah you know what uh, I'm full and on, honestly some I people don't... may keep keep eating but yeah I'm full I. To, to long story short, I do not want to endure the kind of pain I went through with issue 100 again. I, I don't feel it, like yeah. paying for that. God, you it know, it's painful. funny because I, I I think for me the break was uh <laughs> was um what was it Epis- uh, issue I don't remember the issue but when the the, the prison issue uh, issue with Lori and the and the baby and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I, for me that's it, where it broke. Like from that more reaction that but a lot of for me would, yeah I'm done. Yeah, that broke me. Like, like, so the point being, like, so ever since, like, nothing that's happened since has, like, had any emotional resonance with me. So what happened at 100, I was just like, yeah, it makes sense. I'm like, it didn't, like, because I had gotten, like, I had kind of gotten past the emotional, like, oh, geez. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like, so now you know, I, I have expected they're all going to die in some way. Vince, Vince had, had made a great point about the TV show, and I don't know how exactly they're, they're going to resolve it because, he he's right. There has to be a certain amount of of there. There can't be any hope, and right? But do they? And has hope. there been any? I don't. I don't watch the Talking Dead. I don't look for interviews or anything oh, about behind this. No, I know, but I it's, know. it's it's yeah. I don't really need to know Sarah Silverman's views on right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, I yeah. So I just <laughs> I, I'm I'm. Have they ever? Obviously, it, it's coming back in February. Has it been renewed for a fourth season? Oh, they, oh yeah. But yes. they, they, okay, no. I mean, they, I just so I don't know if maybe they're gonna, if they're going to ride that pony as long as they can, it's, right? And like, and maybe yeah. so. So maybe when when they realize that the show, I mean, maybe if the baby stays alive, I believe it was renewed for two more seasons. By the way, out weeks. Okay, out so weeks. I mean, if they if they have an out, then 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 that would be. If obviously they're going in a different path than than the comic book was, so maybe. They, I, I can see them, just based on on audiences. I can see them keeping the baby alive because that's that's the end point. That that, that you know, the, 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 yeah. She's so, like the X Men's hope. The, there you go. So, yeah. but and I know we never did talk about the the finale. We didn't, we didn't talk about the, the wrap up of the episode, which is one thing that the minions been dying to hear. But it's it's I do <laughs> I. It's like did you guys talk about I'm the episode. <laughs> um, but it's it's uh, tell him to listen and he would know. Well, yeah, but he doesn't. He, he's only interested in in, in the show. Um, but it's it when when Jason said before if whether or not you know you can attribute Vince's reaction to Adlard. I, I I my reply to that would just be that it's still Kirkman's baby. If if he felt that Adlard show too much or went over the line, that he would probably have it reined in. Right. Right. Oh, I I think it's totally Kirkman's baby, and and it's no, I I think the the intended effect was achieved. It's just personally, and I think for Vince as well, it's like, yeah, I'm done. 
Yeah. I, I'm good. I, I don't. I don't. I don't need to. I don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. I well, and again, um, huge ups to Kirkman for being so good at what he does. Sorry, David. Sure. But I, I, oh, I, I developed an attachment to this character. I felt like I knew him. That he was a a real. Well, that it that this person was was a real living, breathing person, and the extent to which they depicted the demise was just too much. I, 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 now, yeah, now I, I can still mind, see it. Yeah. Keeping in mind that David is the only one, obviously, that hasn't read much of any of the book. Let me ask you, and, and so let's not, let's not react to David's answer to the point where we would spoil anything for him. Right. The, of all the characters still alive and kicking on the TV show, which one would most upset you to see die? Uh... Upset me the most would probably, it'd probably be um, oh Glenn. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Well, because Glenn is especially the last episode or two of of this particular season, just based on a TV show, um, holding steadfast during the interrogation. Um, um, basically, just I mean, what he is did, the moral compass of the show. Yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, initially it was, you know, listen, he's he's the he's he's the smallest. He's the one who can get in and out. They were basically he was kind of like just their their canary in the mine. You know, if, if yes. oh if we lose Glenn, oh well. But but still, he's the motherfucker who who he's got the what they needed, right? Yeah. So, um, but he is, you know, he, he doesn't he he doesn't shy away from doing any deed, whether it's dirty or not. And but 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 now in the show, it's different because he is connected to someone, and right? So cares my, my follow- and is Maggie so freaking hot? Oh, oh Ma- Maggie, Maggie's yes, oh, absolutely. But you know what? Outside of the show, she's even hotter because she has the accent. Yes, oh, yeah. dude. Right. On the, uh, right. She was on the Nerdist yeah. podcast. Speaking of Chris Hardwick, wait, and wait, uh, wait, yeah, wait, she she's and not only is she got an accent, but she's dirty. She was telling dirty jokes. She's really sexy. Yeah. Um, I mean, but following following what, Glenn would be Maggie and Herschel. She's for British. Chris oh, she's right British. There. Oh my god, I will okay, I'm in love. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> with a bummer tonight. But her accent is almost South African. Like she even said, most people think she's South African because of her accents. Like it's it's, it's not like oh, it's not like Top Chef this season. Yeah, it's not like Liverpool Britain. It's like. It's yeah, it's it's kind of quirky, but it's sexy as hell. Almost Australian, like maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's cool. Exactly. Yep. Uh, right. But yeah, so it would be it would be Glenn followed by Maggie and maybe Herschel. Hey, I got a live tweet for us. Go for it. Uh, and it's by my favorite, my favorite listener, Mr. Michael Whitehead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He retweeted me today. I gotta love that guy. If you could go back in time and stop your younger self from reading an entire run of comics, what would it be? And the run has to be at least 25 issues. I think that is an excellent question. Wow. It's super easy for me. That's, wow. Um, go ahead, Vince. If it's super easy, what would it be? Action Comics. Whoa. I, I read Action what? Comics for decades. Uh-huh. And, and I, right after the burn stuff, I should have stopped. Okay. Because, because there were stretches, oh, there yeah. were stretches of action that were just horrible, and I just kept buying Superman for years. And yes. it's most mostly in terms in monetary terms because yes, the stories were somewhat fulfilling, like they weren't exactly horrible. I, I, I exaggerate, but 
they were no big shakes, but I look back and I think of all the money I dumped into Superman comics, and then when I turned around and sold my collection, I maybe got ten cents a piece for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and in traditionally in any kind of aftermarket, Superman comics have done very poorly. Unless you sure, have a sure. really key issue, a Superman comic, you might as well just give it away rather than sell it. And uh, and yeah, like Superman, Adventures of Superman, Action Comics, Man of Steel, I bought yeah, them all dealies. for yeah. decades. Yeah. And it's just like, why? What did I get out of it? Yeah, I enjoyed them to a certain extent. And there were some really, really great, like Reign of the Superman, I love it. Okay? I, 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 I'm not ashamed. I really liked Death of Superman, Reign of the Superman. I liked it a lot. And, uh, and then, you know, whatever the case, I, I did not get... I did not derive anything from the investment other than mediocre enjoyment for the most part, you know? And that's, yeah, it's, it's, that's the problem DC has with, well, not yeah. just DC, but mainstream comics. You read them for a long period of time, you notice the cycle. And, and, and I think that's what's happening with Amazing Spider-Man now. You, you realize that they got to shake up the, the van to keep the, mm-hmm. the yeah, just don't send any death threats, please. That's dumb. That's dumb. Um, I have I have one from each of the big two. Oh, nice! Um, one well, one's more recent. Uh, one is the um, is I see it because it, I had to think about it because I have no problem with saying all right, I'm done and and walking away. So I can't even say like the Fantastic Four after Burn Lift because I really didn't stick around too long when DeFalco and Ryan were working on the book. But following Wade. Ringo and Kessel, I stayed on it when Straczynski started writing it. <laughs> I mean, no, not Straczynski, Straczynski. When, when JMS came on, which was, you know, lead, led into Civil War also, um, I stuck through the JMS stuff, uh, mostly to get to the McDuffie stuff. Which was awesome. Which was awesome and unfortunately yeah. just a placeholder for Miller, but it was. So, yeah, I, I kept going with Fantastic Four. That's more recent. A little older uh, would be the new Titans during the Titans hunt. Oh, yeah. Beautiful art by Grummet. A unfortunate spinoff with the team Titans. Mm-hmm. But the the Titans hunt went on. It was mm-hmm. the Titans hunt to me was the way some people felt, and I say this because I didn't read the whole thing yet, but the way some people felt about the Clone Saga going on too long and straying off the tracks. I know yeah. what they've said. I haven't read it, so I can't say it for myself. But I, don't get I know, that. I know, I know you don't. I know it's why I'm not. It's why I have no say in the matter. But the Titans Hunt, just it was. You have a say. I, I haven't read have it. No, say. no, because I can't. I can't say whether you, I, I'm. I'm more partial to the your line of thinking because I know the way you think and, and I tend to see that way. But yeah. I, I haven't finished the Clone Saga, so I don't know if, if I can say which side is I, I fall into. But um yeah, my my, my answer would, would be the Titans. Because everything else, I mean I I, I bailed on G.I. Joe, you know, before they reached one hundred, so I can't say whether they went on too long. I, I um you know, I, I kinda left Thor after Simonson left, so I really did, you know, stay on with that. So really really long time. So yeah, so it was right. So I mean so that's the thing. So I mean as far as recent within the past ten, fifteen, twenty years it would um 
Wait, I mean, you, you didn't read the. Oh, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm thinking Hulk. Never mind. Go ahead. I was. I was going to talk about Thor, but never mind. Oh, um, I, what, and even, and, I mean, and even Hulk. I mean, after after Mantlo and Bashima left, and 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 uh, and John Byrne took over, and then after John Byrne left, I mean, so even even Hulk, I didn't really stick on. Oh, so long. now I can interject. You didn't read the Jeff Purvis stuff and the Peter David stuff. I read the Peter David stuff. I didn't. I didn't oh. read when Purvis was on it, and I really didn't read when McFarlane was on it. I didn't start the uh, the, the David stuff until really he got into the split personality and daddy beatings, and the um, and <laughs> and when when Keown was kind of almost on his way out. But the Gary Frank stuff was was phenomenal. Oh, the Pantheon's so good. Pantheon is awesome. It is oh, really God. good. Really good. Yes, absolutely. You know, for me, I, you know, it's weird. I feel like a lot, like in the sense that just because for so many years I just read everything that that Marvel did. You know, like regardless, like and it just, I, it took so long for me to be willing to just like walk away from a run without feeling like this completionist pull of like I got to read it, I got to read it. But after you yeah. felt, after you walked away, though, how'd you feel? Great. Yeah, but yeah. it took twenty five years though. I you know. know what I mean, I know. No, I mean seriously. So, but I mean, I think in terms of like the the first thing that came to mind is just uh, X Men Legacy. Because I don't know that I ever really like. I, I don't know that I ever really enjoyed it, and I just read it. Like I bought every issue, you know what I mean. Like I don't like. Um, and I would say, you know, um, Ron, Ron is dying right now. <laughs> no, I know, and to a, to a lesser extent, um, like again, you know, Fraction and La Roca's Iron Man. Like, like, why did I buy every issue of that? Like, I don't like. It's just right. I mean, it was fine, but it wasn't. I can't. I mean, I can't think of an issue where I was like, oh, you know. And yet, it was like what fifty, almost fifty issues. I just yeah. so you know. I mean, just I don't know. If there was like any run that I look back on like, like God, I can't like because the question almost suggests that like where you just really regret it. I don't know that I regret it, but it's just it in terms of like waste of money and time. Like yeah, I mean, just just lots of. I mean, I think post post Peter David Hulk, you know, like I should have just dropped it, but I didn't. Uh, you know, just, uh, the, the last two years of Bendis' Avengers, I mean, just again, cause I've never, even to this day, I still have never not bought an Avengers issue. And that's just, you know, that's, I may never stop. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's been two years since I enjoyed a Bendis that's Avengers. That's pretty co- costly now, isn't it? Yeah, you know. But, Those are like 12 Avengers books? There seems well, to be. Bendis a lot. isn't writing it now, but yeah. Yeah. So. Well, some kids you know what? Avengers. Not to pick on DC, I can express the same kind of dismay with soup that I did with Superman. With Marvel's X Men books, I mean, mm-hmm. again, I, I bought X Men for decades, with the exception of maybe the pe- the period right before Age of Apocalypse. And there have been a lot of high points, but if you ask yeah. me specifically what happened in the '90s, I, I can't remember any of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember yeah, Joe Mad being incredibly moments, talented. Like, in, in between events, there wasn't a whole lot going on that I no, remember. No, no, and and even like Wolverine. I mean, I bought all the X. Oh, oh, LCD and oh yeah, my and LCD God. was great, uh, and and the Kubert art was great. But Sylvester. big big picture and Sylvester, what did I get out of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went Credit from Patch, Mile High Comics, not Mile High. Dad to yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get let's get upbeat here because we're we're pooping on stuff here. We don't want to poop on stuff. Let's do it. We, want to embrace stuff christopher uh who did not yes. go with i don't think david went with something he read did he oh like recent stuff yeah recent stuff uh well okay i mean this this ties into what i was talking about with the punisher stuff before i finished the the rucka storyline that he started and and i know that um that you know people 
will say that, you know, well, Frank Castle, Punisher doesn't fit, doesn't work in the Marvel Universe, because how could you have somebody going around gunning down, you know, drug dealers and, and pimps, and how is, you know, Captain America and, and Thor and, and everybody going to, you know, let that let that stand in, in the standard Marvel Universe. He, he's, Punisher should be a Max character, and, and we kind of had, we had Punisher Max, we, we, we had, and, and where Garth took the character, and then you had like Gishler and Hurwitz and, and Straczynski finish that up, and then you had Aaron pretty much put the final nail in, in the Max version's coffin. Um, I think Rucka has done a fantastic job putting Frank Castle in the Marvel Universe. The um, there was a crossover with with Daredevil and with and, and with Spider Man, and uh, but it's not. It, it's really not just a Punisher story because there's another character brought in to his life. Um, actually, her 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 story is all throughout this run because it starts off with, with her wedding day and her um, her husband and their families are murdered and she's a she's a marine so she um it's you get a real neat look if you want to say neat into the way frank castle thinks and there's there some key moments throughout this run where he um she she befriends nora winters and uh oh. and and so there's that spider-man connection and um and Chichetto can draw some beautiful women holy crap mm-hmm. uh and and there's um you know so she she asked Nora to go to the uh go to her apartment and get the picture of her and and her deceased husband and and uh Punisher intercepts and and uh he her her name is um everybody keeps calling her Sergeant Cole, and she keeps correcting them by saying it's Cole Al. She took her husband's name, so her name's hyphenated, but everybody keeps forgetting that part. So he, um, Frank Castle reaches out to her, and he has, he has the picture of her and her husband. She wants it. She fights him for it. They go back to Punisher's base. He tells her to empty out her pockets. She's got a pocket knife. She's got pocket change. She's got her wallet. She's got a makeup kit. She's got her iPod, and 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 a clip, some rounds, and a handgun. And he goes, "Okay, this is this is what you need. This is what you get. This is what you can't have." And he separates everything. He says, "The dead don't get music. The dead don't get makeup. If you want to do this, if if you want to follow this path, if you want." to go after get revenge on the people who who did this to you you don't get these luxuries you you are dead you cannot look back and at no point during you know peter parker the spectacular spider-man where where frank castle was drugged and shooting jaywalkers and 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 at no point during frank miller's daredevil stories or 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 even the garth stuff or any of that, we never really... We, we saw what Frank Castle did. We saw him go after slavers, and we saw him go after go after kid pornographers, but we never, we never really kind of looked inside how he thinks. What I mean, 
I've read Born. You know, we know what makes him tick. We know about his 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 days as a Marine and, and when things started to go off the rails for him. But as far as him saying things out loud, I'll say, and and talking to another person who has gone through what he's gone through, it it was Rucker has just he's done a phenomenal job in in putting a newer take on on this character and did it in in the superhero universe of of the character and not the more grounded real life version and um that series ended and and you had um you had those 16 issues finish and now you have um you have Punisher Warzone it's a five issue mini series and it it picks off right where those that 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 run that volume of Punisher ended and and where I just said that you know you never had Captain America or Thor or Iron Man go after him now you do because um, Frank Castle stole Spidey's one of Spider Man's web shooters nice. and uh, yeah so he's he he uses you know he basically whatever he he can steal or cobble together he's using to um to do his thing so he um so spider-man because read in the newspaper i guess for whatever reason there are some things where i just i I think i think ruck is a fantastic punisher writer but there are some times where the little inconsistencies here and there with some of the other characters and in this instance would be would be Spider-Man because he he's taking he's taking it at face value that that Punisher finally snapped one off the deep end and killed cops, killed police officers. Well, we know it's something that the Punisher would never do, and it's um. So Spidey goes to the Avengers and he goes, "Listen, we we we've let this slide too long, and and we we have to we have to take him down. We have to take the Punisher down." So Iron Man, Tony Stark is there, Thor is there, Captain America is there, Hawkeye, Black Widow, and and um. So Captain Mark is like, no, you're not. Spidey's right. We need to, we need to deal with this. And um, and so they're all looking around. Some of the more super powered beings in the Marvel universe, and they all realize that it's a little bit overkill to send everybody after lowly old Frank Castle. So um, Steve Rogers decides first up we'll have um, Black Widow track him down but before that happens Wolverine Logan goes to visit Frank and basically give him the heads up that the Avengers are going to be coming for you um, he asks Punisher if he did kill the police officers Punisher says no Wolverine believes him but let's uh, let's Punisher go away the second issue deals with Black Widow chasing Frank Castle down great issue with um with with how she tracks him down and and the uh the scenes between those two characters because never i don't think i've ever seen black widow and and uh punisher interact before um mm-hmm. the well, third issue oh okay all right um and uh it was it was her and and frank and daredevil which was a oh a that's right very, very yes. interesting uh dynamic between the three of them and and Natasha was very much the character in between the three of them 
I do. I think Eduardo Barreto did a cover. Yeah, I absolutely the, remember that. That was the Joe Casada. Yeah, that was right after yeah, yeah, that, of that Marvel. Was, yeah, that, that was the, when Marvel Knights started. That was kind of like the team up. I, I, you're right. Um, the third issue, since Black Widow wasn't able to do the job, the third issue, um, Captain America is sending Thor after Punisher. So it's basically the Avengers Jesus. hunting uh, Punisher, and and um, you know we'll see we'll see where it goes from there. But like I said. This is this is also, you know, and um, preempted in your travels. I, I definitely, I, I suggest you you check out the, the the initial Punisher run that that leads into this current limited series. But I, I think Rucka is one of the best Punisher writers. I mean, people love talking about Garth and and that recent Jason Aaron run, but I I, I think I think Greg has done a phenomenal job with the character. Oh, you're all cracking. Oh, just cracking a lack up, brother. Bitch. Bitch, some of the beach. He's so upset. Listen to it. Some of the beach. What's good? Uh, uh, do we have any other uh, live tweets? Oh, we got mad live tweets, yo. All right, go for it. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I'm just scrolling down here, people. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Um, Mr. Jacoby asks, if you could give a Christmas gift to your favorite comic character, what would it be? <laughs> what a great question. Yeah. Um, wow. Um... I would give Deadpool some lithium, <laughs> so he could be a little more chill. <laughs> uh, I would give um, um, Terra Chase a, uh, a bottle of bourbon because it's better than scotch. <laughs> oh shit! Wow, I would uh, I would give Denny Colt some socks. <laughs> nice. I would give Dumbo uh, the high hard one because she needs. Uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> you are not crackly, Vince. Um, let's see. I think I'd give Ben Grimm a hug. Yeah. Oh, aren't you? Yourself a hug. Yeah. Well, and then, then I give hard one. I'd give Peter Parker the ultimate nullifier for obvious reasons. These um, are your favorite what, characters, though. What, oh, what is I, going I, on? I, I, it's, it's, what has there? There's some Spider-Man stuff going on. Yeah, I'm um, oblivious too. You should be. I think you you, you do well to be able. Are they bringing to... Mary Jane back? Are they no. are they bringing the marriage? Is well, I, you know, we can't really talk about this without incurring the wrath of Dan Slott. But um, needless to say, uh, the rumors floating around that Miguel O'Hara, the Spider-Man 2099 would be the superior Spider-Man. Um, I don't think I'm spoiling anything currently going on in Amazing Spider-Man by saying that it's not him. So so needless to say, I won't be reading Superior Spider-Man, but I just think it's silly what they're doing. But um, I just wanted to bring something up that David was talking about. David raised a really good point while talking okay. about Punisher. And, um, this is what you were going to say before you were crackly? Yes. So you're going to completely ignore the question at hand? Well, Ben Grimm. 
I give him a big old hug. He's I, my favorite superhero character. Character Ben Grimm. Howard, I would give What's a cigar. Not? My superhero, yeah, I love Ben Grimm. First of all, it was comic book character. It wasn't superhero. Character. Second of all, all right, man. all right, comic book character. I, I would give. I would give. I would give Man Thing a sponge just to blot off some of the extra slop. I don't know. It's a, but anyway, David was talking about Punisher, and and it raised a, a good question in my mind. Are there three more disparate characters in any comic universe? Three singular entities that are so different yet so linked like Spider-Man, Daredevil, and the Punisher. There's nobody out. I mean, these characters seem to cycle mm-hmm. together really often, and they work extremely well together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any another trio out there of characters that work as well as Spider-Man, Daredevil, no, and the Punisher. It, and they're it, so it's, different. It's, Mar- it's Marvel's... Um, Trinity. It's, Marvel's it's the non-forced Trinity. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's their street level. It's m- when they put those three characters right. together, it's freaking magic. Yep, and, it, and it's it's brilliant. That um, I mean, we we've seen those characters written by Frank Miller and and who else? Mantlo, Rutta, and Mantlo, and it's just it, it, yeah. every instance. It just seems like it's it, like the all star um, street level team up. That they're really not teaming up because they're so different, but it, they just work so damn well together. That's all I wanted to say. But can you think of three characters from any comic book universe that are so different yet work so well together? As those See, three? three? No, because yeah. even I mean, I it, Green Lantern and Green Arrow. That's just two, unless you add Black Canary. But you have, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it, Batman and Superman again. That's just two. There yeah. really aren't. Yeah. I mean, even if and just and Wonder Woman's just Superman with boobs. That's I mean, the thing that 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 feels so forced. They've never been. I, I reading World's Finest throughout the eighties, and and it was always Superman and Batman. That them trying to shoehorn in, yeah, Wonder Woman towards you know in in, in the late nineties and into the, that that was just that was whack. And the, why are uh, people making such a big deal over this Wonder Woman Superman kiss thing? I have no idea. Frank Miller did it the best in Dark Knight Tur- uh, Two. So I mean. Why rehash it? And that did not get a rise out of anyone. No, <laughs> because it actually it happened before that with Burn and Perez in yeah. action comics. But they made a porno. No doubt, son. They made a porno. With no, that was, that was Superman and Barda. Oh, that's right. Thank you. It was Barda. Boom. You you are. Crazy. I got the villain right though. It was Slug? Yeah. Yes. Shut up. Job. But yeah, Punisher, Spider Man, Daredevil. That's a match made in heaven. Comic book heaven. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, um, I'm going to have to give Dodd Car- Don Cardenas uh, a slap because Jerry Garcia versus Alan Moore, yeah, who wins? Who what? Who wins? Between who and who? Jerry Garcia and Alan Moore. He's That's, just ripping on earlier. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Alan Moore. Uh, you know, I, 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 I hope <laughs> that, that when, when Alan goes to the big light in the sky that, that he, and, he and Jerry are, are sitting right next to each other chit-chatting. I have. I don't have many rules, but but one of them is, I, I don't. I do not allow people to shit on the Grateful Dead around me. Oh, I'm a huge Grateful I, Dead. I ain't having it. Sorry. I know. No, I love the Dead. Me it's, too. People that shit on the Dead don't understand the Dead. Thank you. Huh. Or music. Yeah, the Dead were awesome. 
Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Wood obviously has a different opinion. Yeah, Wood's, like, oh, it's, it's, Wood's acting I, all janky. I was, I was lucky Let's enough to embrace the dead. Uh-huh. That was fantastic. Love the Grateful Dead. Oh, good yeah. God. I, I can listen that's, to... See, to me, that's an age thing. <laughs> no, 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 like, no like, I agree with this at some point. Nah, I feel like uh, like people my age or a little younger are more into fish. Nah. They're, they're pretenders to the throne. They're good, but they, they're not the dead. I can listen to three-hour versions of, of Dark Star, if such things exist. And I would be like, yeah, bring it on. Give me more. I gotta say, I just never got into the dead. Just never. I'm not gonna shit on them. I don't like. I don't have any. Like, I don't. Have, I don't dislike them. I just, just never was this number of thing. Well, that's cool. You like the Almond Brothers? Whoa. That's my uh, second cardinal rule. <laughs> the Brothers. You, you do not shit on the Almond Brothers. I mean, like, Wayne Almond is the man. Yeah, you're right. Oh I mean, Jesus, I'm agreeing with okay. I mean, uh, <laughs> they're rather generic, but okay. And and Zappa. Love this apple, but anyway. Oh, hey, <laughs> now now you're in in dangerous waters, buddy. <laughs> my God, it's gonna be an awesome. And, road and trip I, I don't say my God is an exclamation, but Zappa is my God. <laughs> Dude, our road trip to C two E two is gonna be epic. It's gonna be. Awesome. I'll make the playlist. Um, <laughs> you hey, this I'm episode of eleven Wait, o'clock. Uh, yeah, we're, we're 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 close to the edge, down Dude, by the we corner. Go at least by, to my birthday. Well, we will. We will. Um, well, we we got to do the initial stages of the long ramp up. Jeebus. This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com where you can get, and write this down because I'm only going to tell you for another week or two. G.I. Joe number one, $1.99. Jack Kirby Omnibus, hardcover, volume two, nineteen ninety nine. And Matt Kint's Mind Management, Volume 1, hardcover for $9.99. Don't be silly. Save money. DCBService.com. In your travels. I know Wood's going to be jonesing all over the place for this. Oh, yeah. Arthur Magazine is back. Went away for a little while. It has now been reborn in a large-scale newspaper tabloid size. Uh, It's 5 bucks. This is issue 33, January 2013. It features an absolutely mind-blowing cover and extensive interview with one of the best comic character comic creators ever to trod this earth. The man who investigates the mysteries of the dream world, it's Rick Veach, is the cover story and long <laughs> interview in, in Arthur Magazine number 5. I'm telling you, this cover is way up at the top of my best covers of 2012 even though even though it's scheduled for january cover dates january 2013 damn it i got it in december and it's going on my 11 o'clock scars um it is it also has a uh a long um expose on the late great guitarist jack rose luciferian artist frank haynes Homemade smokes. Waylon Jennings is in here. Wow. Gabby uh, oh, Schultz. Uh, Dave Reeves. Reviews by Brian Coley and Thurston Moore. Do I have to tell you who Thurston Moore is? I don't. Think Thurston so. Moore's guitar got stolen last week. The guy's a god. I love. Did him. you hear about that? I'm, no, but I'm so busted yeah. up. He over was standing it. at Best Western, and his guitar got stolen. Huh. That sucks. You know, I, I'm still. I still Western. haven't healed over the whole Kim deal breakup. It's just. It's too he ain't come deal with dating? <laughs> uh, a little, yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. Listen. 
Uh, but anyway. Nah, she was kind of uh, weird. Kind of, my kind of gal, buddy. My kind of gal. Oh, uh, Kim or Kelly. Kelly was even weirder. Did I say Kim Deal? You did. I don't mean did Kim Deal. I mean, um, whatever. Christine. Kim Deal is, is um, no, From the Pixies. Pixies. No, 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 yeah. no. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, so anyway, see, my train is, is all... Is she also from the Breeders? Who is, who is the Breeders? more dating? I need to know now. The Sonic Youth, um, Kim Gordon. Oh. I, I said Kim That's Deal. Kim Deal. I know. I see, I, but I'm in that zone. Weird so me I out, said, dude. I know. But anyway, it's five bucks. Do not let that throw you because um, it's it's chock full of goodness. Rick Veach, not the least of which. Uh, it's just cover to cover, just great stuff. And it's where I found about uh, about Alchemic Ale. Have you guys heard about this? No. Uh, I guess this magazine sponsored by Floating World Comics, by the way, I think. Uh, but anyway, Alchemic Ale releases beer with um, indie comic artists doing the labels. The oh, first right. the okay. first uh, batch was done by uh, Ron Reage. Uh, Matt Brinkman did a bottle, and the latest bottle is uh, called Blind Ambition, and the labels are done by Power Masters CF. I need to find a bottle uh, I of love this. It, yes. yes. I mean, anybody? I, I guess it's only brew. It's only sold in New York, Texas, and and Maine, and some other places. I can't get it in Pennsylvania. So if anybody drinks this stuff, Blind Ambition, and doesn't want the bottle, send it to me because I want it. I, I desperately want the Matt Brinkman bottle, but I'll take any of them. So, whatever. Go out and get the Arthur magazine. It's well worth it. Rick Veach. God, does it get any better? Someone of each. So there you go. You Next. do love you some Rick Veach. I do. He does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> all of them guts. Baffling. <laughs> Just all oh, there. gosh. Um, in your travels. Gosh, I've been reading the the hero by Will. Um, what else have I been, been reading? Um, it ties it back to the beginning of the episode. It does. Um, I'm at a loss. What if really? Um, Strap one on, dude. <laughs> oh, um, look at your bookshelf. Probably one that's going to pop up in the um, eleven Oscars. Is Matt Kent's mind management? If you're not reading it, there we go. Now get we're caught up because there's going to be talk about it. So there you go. In your travels, read, get caught up on mind management. Aww. All right, I plan on it. Is that yeah, okay, Wood? I'm all right now. <laughs> you're good. Dude. It's like Wood's the filter. Unacceptable. <laughs> I'll let you live. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say. Um, I watched that, so we can talk about that next time. Um, don't listen to Vince. Check out Amazing Spider-Man. And uh, no, no, I'm not saying it's bad. I know, Slot, no, I know you're great. Not. I just don't like the direction. So, well, this when she left, I don't know. I'm not right, well, and I'm because, not going to tell oh, you. Right, I'm just saying. Oh, things were leaked out. I'm not even. I'm. I'm just going by what's right. on the page when I, I read it. And, it's, and, it's cool that they're shaking shit up. It really is because obviously, what more can I mean? They need to do something. But this right? is why I don't. I, I don't read solicits anymore, and don't. Look for yeah. spoilers in news sites because I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to enjoy what I have now and not worry about how that's going to tie into something there that you I'm go. teased about three right. months from now. But I'm after sure. you read 700, let's talk. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, in your travels, you know, this is pretty interesting. I, I tried this on a, I wasn't, I didn't even know about it. I spoke to uh, 
our pal, Mr. Derek Howard, on Saturday, and, and he asked me about AVX consequences. I hadn't even heard about this. But apparently this is the bridge between uh, the end of Avengers vs. X-Men yeah. and kind of what leads into all new X-Men. Because I remember Uncanny Avengers, Scott Summers, all bound up in jail and and not What's going that? nowhere. What's up with that? How you going to do that to my boy? And then all of a sudden, here's all new X-Men and he's making the X-Cross with his arms. I love that look. So <laughs> the... Uh, Apparently, you know, to find out how we got from point A, point B, this weekly five-issue series ties it all up. It's written by written by Karen Gillan pretty well, and uh, five different artists: uh, Mark Brooks, Steve Kurth, uh, d- 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 um, um, hey, Steve Kurth, GI Joe. Yep, uh, looking good, looking much better here than when I last saw him in uh, I think it was some do Universal stuff. Um Ugh, and uh yeah and uh oh Tom Rainey did an issue so nice. five different artists all looking sharp Andrew Hennessy inks on a few of them the uh but it's basically here's th- 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 there's an issue where for the most part it's Logan sitting across from a table talking to Scott basically breaking things down and how why they did what they did during Avengers versus X Men um. I think things are explained. It's kind of like this is, I guess, some might say it's the it, it's the, the 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 Superman Beyond to Final Crisis, where this kind of makes sense. If if you read those eight those twelve issues of Avengers vs X Men, and then you read this, things are explained. But if you so, I read this. I really enjoyed it, um, especially that that uh, those last that last page of the fourth issue where Magneto is talking to Magic and Danger. Um, it really is just a, a, because I didn't know what was going on with Colossus, with Namor. I, I said, I still haven't finished Avengers vs. X-Men, so I don't know where those that were possessed by the Phoenix Force, where they ended up. This does a real good job of, of getting me up to speed. I would say, check this out. If, um, if you're interested to see where things might have, if you want to see like a prequel to all new X-Men, or some of the Marvel Now stuff as far as the mutants go. Um, especially Uncanny Cable and, and X-Force, because this, this also kind of leads into that as well. Um, hmm. Which, story-wise, I, I didn't think Cable and X-Men was... I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, her mind's a little bit here and there, but for the most part. So, AVX consequences, I'd say check it out. Yeah, I'm an impartial observer, but it just seems to me like uh Avengers versus X Men is going on friggin' forever. Does it seem that way? Is to it you? still going on? Yeah. Well, Obviously. is it yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, because they have the, 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 the they have like the um well like the battle issues. Is that yeah, it just now? seems like there's a ton of books, Avengers versus X Men. I guess like. if people well yeah, there's 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 like a fight issue. It, it, it's just like it, I don't think it I don't well, know if the it's Avengers canon. versus the X Men. <laughs> well, yeah, you I'm, dumbass! <laughs> it's Avengers X Men. Right there in the title, dummy. I, would, so, I, would I didn't. Be, I didn't read one issue of it, and I'm you know, glad. I would just be interested to see how many total books that that event encompassed. Way too many. <laughs> Lots. So let me ask you guys this: Is it wrong that tomorrow I am going to lunch by myself for my birthday? 
Oh, you'll have yeah, me again in spirit, right? No, I just I was like, you know what? I'm like, instead of eating lunch at my desk, I'm going to go to a restaurant I've wanted to go to for a while and have lunch by myself. That's awesome, oh, though. If, That's if, an adventure. I wish I, wish I like my that, training. yeah. I wish my huh? training in the city was this week, then. I'm saying we're going to hook that up when you get there. Yeah, we are. Oh, look at you. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say for in your travels a little uh, a little, a little uh, something that we've discussed in the past, but it's time to bring it up again because it's finally in the unbelievably beautiful collective edition. What's this? And that is by Mr. Joe Casey and Mr. Huddleston, Butcher Baker, the Righteous Maker. My girl, my girl, um, Sonia Harris, who did all the graphic design work on it. Mm. Uh, there we go. I just received the hardcover uh, in the mail this week from Image Comics for twenty four ninety nine. It is a uh, super cool uh, collection. It's uh, it's like a almost like an aqua blue uh, cover with just like um, red marker uh, that says Butcher Baker Righteous Maker with the artist names. So it's like really kind of simple and graphic versus anything complex. And then you just you just open the book up and just leaf through it. It's just such a graphic tour de force, man. I mean, Huddleston is just, yep. I mean, and the colors, man. I mean, the colors are just insane. It's just, it's really just visually, just aggressive. It's it's mm-hmm. so impressively. It. And there's some I haven't read them yet, but there's a ton of essays in the back. Oh, they put uh, those in there too. Good. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. Dude, so, all right. So I have I have all eight issues. Me too. From 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 well, I have the paper ones and I and I have comicsology, so I will read through. I mean, obviously next week we already have that episode mapped out, but I will read the eight issues. <laughs> I'll, yes, I'll read the, I'll read the series, so this way, if if we all want to team up on it. Why? What's next week? You're yes. a fool. It's the gifts episode. Oh, yes, but listen, that doesn't take the whole episode. Let's oh, please, put your baker like next yeah. week. No, when I, I don't think I'll have it read by next oh, week. I got slapped down. I'm just saying, oh, I don't think I'll have it finished ooh, by next week. That stings. Oh, Lord. You just got two and a half. That happens, dude. That man's got mushroom on his cheek. Cocktail, Frank. <laughs> Seriously, <dude>. Mushroom. <laughs> so now that we stepped David over Mushroom Jason. stamped me. Mike says that all the time. There you go. Great minds. Don't make baby. me mushroom stamp you, you your forehead. You and Mike, forehead. you're like inseparable. Uh, <laughs> they really are. They're yeah, just Mike, what do you do with us? Who? My buddy Mike. <laughs> Finest man you'll hey, ever did meet. Did we give congratulations to The Sims, by the way? We oh, did. for the new baby. I think we baby. did last week, didn't we? It's baby time. So let's do it again. Congratulations, baby time. Mike. Such so pretty and, baby. No, that yeah. was last week was uh, for Ben and Samantha. Oh, okay. This is yeah, true. Sims be having a pretty baby. Hey, why comics And their new bundle of joy. I love babies. You do. And then they grow up to be teenagers and they stab you in the kids. heart every time they can. You were looking like a father of a teenager. You know, and here's something I want to say while you were talking about Butcher Baker. Uh, I didn't check the publication date on Homeland Directive, so I may be jumping the gun, but is it safe to say that 2012 was the year of Mike Huddleston? Well, well I was saying this pretty as good. we talked about, yeah, I mean, when we talked about both of those books when they were coming out, I mean, Maybe I wasn't giving him his due before, but but I yeah I think Huddleston hit a new a new yeah he a new level this year. Oh uh, yeah, just I mean I, I'm just like so impressed with with his work. I mean it's a long way from the coffin. I like that book. Oh, yeah. Well yeah yeah absolutely yeah. it's great. 
But you got to visually, this is this is a different. It's yeah, he's in. I mean, both of those books just just scream confidence. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. it, it's just it's just he's 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 at a point in his career where he's just comfortable in the mediums and the mixed mediums that he uses and just his style and just being who he is. Uh, and and that's you know that's kind of transcendent. You know, so yeah, you can't buy fearlessness. Mm-hmm. You got you, you to earn it and work for it. Mm-hmm. And he's got it. That's awesome. No doubt. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas to everybody because uh, the next time they hear us will be after Christmas. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks for another year. Yeah. Have a good holiday, people. Do yourself and us a favor. Go out, tell somebody you love them, go do something nice for somebody, be at peace, be happy, forget the world just for a couple of days, and just enjoy the people you're with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. And yeah, uh, and when you need a break from real people, go to our forums and uh, vote for the eleven o'clockers. Yes. Ooh, networking, love it. <laughs> David, where is our forum in case they weren't paying attention early on in the episode? OpenBulletinsPodcast dot com slash forum. Soon to be upgraded. So if yes, you, yeah, we will you ever, be. Right, go ahead. You do it. No, I'm just. Um, we will. Uh, There'll be some behind-the-scenes tweaking, not not to the extent of last time where we did the whole move, but um, there may be because it has to. Things have to propagate all over this great big world of ours. Um, there may be a time where you will not be able to access the forum uh, anywhere from maybe six to twenty-four hours. If if you're, you know, if you're to all. Our Australia listeners, if you know, if, if if you can't access it, but obviously you know you're on Twitter and you know that some people are, it's just because it hasn't hit your servers yet. So we'll we'll be doing some upgrading behind the scenes. We're 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 aiming for Christmas where everybody should be, maybe with 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 their families and loved ones, and not so much on the form. So we're looking for a good period of of, of off peak time. But yes, there will be if if you see that you can't get. To the site, to the form. Let us know on Twitter, and 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 we'll get everybody up to speed. But not too big of a cause of alarm. Yeah, you said propagate. Yes, I did. As a magic player, the mere mention of that word makes me giddy. Yeah. <laughs> because, no, uh, <laughs> propagate is an awesome, awesome thing in magic cards. Awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to get on a big long thing, but what propagate does is, if you have a token creature out. You can propagate, and it makes a copy of that token creature for free. So oh, if, if you if you have a card that says "Do this" and then propagate, you get to do whatever you paid for that card to do and make another creature for free. Propagate's awesome. If you play Magic, do propagate is nasty good. I like free. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, word. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> you, you pushed my button with propagate. Uh, so yeah, what I said, what we said before, go do it for Christmas and then come back here next week and listen to us open presents and just be giddy mm-hmm. with the holiday spirit. Yes. Because yeah. we love you. Mm-hmm. We do. We love you so much. Happy oh, birthday, Jason. Yeah. Huh? And, and happy birthday, Jason. Oh, yeah, happy birthday. Well, we still have some minutes, but happy birthday, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. I wish you well. Chris apparently went to sleep already, so <laughs> What? Okay. <laughs> No, no, he's too busy packaging up Will Will Pfeiffer's uh, Grant Morrison signed books that we didn't get. Ah, hey, <laughs> I worked hard for Will this year, and, and he sent me a very, very wonderful gift. He did. 
because of it. It was it was great. I'm dying to catch up on the podcast you do with Will Pfeiffer. Oh wait, you don't. <laughs> do you do a podcast with Will? Someday I wish Christmas I did. Happy birthday. That's fine. We would talk about expo- <laughs> what? happy birthday, Jason. Wee, <laughs> 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 fun times. Yee. We love you so much. Get going. Go do something productive. It's true. Like have yeah. lunch with yourself. Mm. Oh, I would love that, dude. I would love it. It's nice, right? I'm going to watch it Mad is. Men. Sit and have some food. It's great. I got to get a, a jump on the Mad Men. I'm on. I'm just That's starting good. season five. I've watched four seasons in the last month, and uh, I'm about to watch season five and be caught up. I have the three season, first three seasons on Blu-ray. Haven't cracked them open. Nice. You know, I do as well. I, well, that was what I bought the first three seasons on like an Amazon sale a year or two. Yes, ago. a few years ago. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and I just Beth and I had watched the first half of season one and just like just got too busy to finish it, and so we kept being like, "Oh, we need to go back and." And then next week it was like. You know, three years later, we're like, huh. So I finally said to her, hey, woman, you going to watch uh, Mad <laughs> yeah, Men? Sure she's, like, nah. she's, she's like, eh. Like, uh, she's like, I'm too busy watching Vampire Diary, son. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> really? She loves that show, dude. She loves that show. Oh, that show's brutal. Oh, really? It's terrible. It's terrible. 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 I'm like, all right, I'm on this. So I watched, uh, yeah, four seasons so far. It's, it's fantastic. It's, I'll be thinking of you, Jason, over the Christmas break. Because I'm going to rewatch Doctor Who seasons five and six. I'm. Did any of you guys see Skyfall? Not yet. Oh, okay, so that's well, the movie you know, with your wife? Yeah, yeah. But maybe you know the answer to this anyway. There is a new, very young Q in the movie. Yeah. And is he the new Doctor Who? Matt Smith. I don't know. I'm asking. Well, you know. What let's the. See. On like how far uh, back you're let's going. check the IMDB. He seems to be one of those guys where like some people be like, Oh, I know oh, that guy. No, it's um No, he looks like a cross between Matt Smith and Harry Potter. Yeah, I don't know if he's I that's what I'm saying. I because as you know I'm I mean Doctor Who with um, No uh, uh, Q so. is a man named Ben Wishaw. Yeah, okay. it has nothing. No, he is not a um, Yeah, no, he's not Doctor not affiliated with Who. So he can officially be awesome. Oh, okay, is he the is he on that show with um? He is. He's on that show, The Hour, on DVC. Oh, dude, he was in Cloud Atlas. Oh, was he? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see it, but I, 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 I'm dying to see it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he's on the he's on the BBC America show, The Hour. The book is phenomenal. Cloud oh, Atlas is a awesome. great book. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The guy, uh, Q. Yeah, Q. From <laughs> um. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Yeah, he was he was the lead yeah. in the hour. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, sorry. it's 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 weird that someone else could be the lead in a show with Dominic West, but there you go. Well, yeah, but he was awesome. He was fantastic. But yeah, he was. Um, that was the, that. the kind of character that he had. There, and I so. have also watched the first two episodes of The Wire. So I only have what like. An oh hour. my god! Oh, Jesus. What? I what? heard that's the best show ever. Well, I. Never watched The Wire. No, I've never seen I it either. The box set. No. What? I own the box set. I have never uh, until two weeks oh, ago. I had never seen an episode. What is wrong with you? Hey, I I left after the season. I didn't see. I didn't see the last two seasons. What is wrong with you people? Well, I no. moved and didn't have cable, so I was asked out anyway. Like a fat I've, I've never so. seen It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, what? you know, I haven't either, Vince. Never seen what? it. What? Yeah, no. 
In the fuck is wrong with you people? I know. Well, I mean, discounting the one I, we talked about before, the remake, I have never seen the Jimmy Stewart original. Never. Nor what is wrong with you people? We were talking about it's Dude, I'm not a Christmas person. I don't, I don't dig that stuff. But now that I have kids, they're, they're watching all the... I mean, I guess one of the channels is, is running Christmas movies like nonstop until Christmas. You are such a conundrum to me, dude, because <laughs> you are so full of love, like, and you act like you're Mr. fucking... Uh, I am. I know. Hard that's, case. that's That's the, the mask I put on, but I... I I, I feel too much. That's why we I know do. you, though. So we know that. Yes, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I I experienced Jimmy Stewart late because I mean, I, I the Jim Carrey impressions or seeing you know satire, mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live things like that. But it you know within the past five maybe yeah eight nine years, I've watched. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. I've watched the Thin Man movie where he's in it. It's, oh, Thin Man's it's, great. It, oh, the whole series. Yeah, it, I like the Thin Man a lot. Okay, I will. There are, if if I had my list, you know, the laminated card where you know these are your freebies, and and I lived in the 30s and 40s, my my list would include Myrna Loy. Oh and, yeah, and yeah. out of fucking doubt, I yeah. We, Renee and I will quote thin male lines from all seven movies at each other, like drop of hat, and it's just it is. So I have to thank her for that. I I can't think of a better. It's hysterical. William Powell, Myrna Loy have chemistry that the chemistry they have just acting as as man and wife far outshines the real life relationship you'd expect to see with like. Yeah. Robert Addison and and Kristen Stewart. It's like you two are supposed to like each other, and that's not oh, even. Patterson's and, like a, a an android. He's but, like a robot. He doesn't even. He doesn't act. Stewart's not even anything to write home about. No, but, you're right. You're right. But but Powell and Lloyd just. I mean, it's it's fucking magic. And and it, apparently it was Myrna Lloyd Day on on TCM. So oh, Renee, nice. I, I'm at work, and Renee's texting me. Okay, I'm watching this now. I'm watching this now, and and it's it's pissing me off. I mean, we have the box set; we can watch the, the Thin Man movies anytime. But whenever they are on TV, we'll nice. stop whatever we're doing to watch them. But um, that with Die Hard. <laughs> well, the first two, the um, the not just the first one. Oh, the first you, one's great. Since it's the Christmas season, and it's all about it's my favorite out. Christmas movie. I'll give you a little tidbit, and uh-huh. do not do not repeat this anywhere. Nina, oh, is, Nina is head over heels um, in love with this show about that Long Island medium, that that oh, blonde, God. blonde chick. Yeah, oh. whatever, whatever, whatever the name of the show is, I don't know. But but she's a medium. She's from Long Island. Blah blah yeah. blah. I can't. Yeah. Watch, I cannot watch that. Horrendous, show. dude. I, no, I cry like a baby when I watch that show. Stop. I do because dude. I put I put myself in the people's. Pl- I know it. It's, you it's are like that. a badussy. I know. I, I can't watch it because when she starts <laughs> talking to people, and, and it's like your your mother's talking to you from beyond the grave, and she like, like because I put myself in their place, and if she ever told me that my dad was talking to me, I would oh, lose shit. it. I would I would just freaking lose it. And, and I can't. Really I can't. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's shitting in the cup. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't watch it. It's just too emotional. Well, all I want for Christmas is to see you guys more next year. Yay! Me too. It's coming in April. We put it's it in for our. I know, but uh, I don't think it's at all this year. Fuck April. Well, that's not my fault. 
You know, I was talking to Sal to today. He's a, he's getting excited. <laughs> I haven't I haven't. Now I don't see all, it. We, all been together since like what October of 2011. Yeah, yeah, that was a great time. Too bad you missed it, Jason. We had a good time. With Klimt. Good no, time with Klimt. No, Vince was not no, in New York. October of Vince was not in New York at no, October of 11. He was, not, in, not he was down in Florida. Oh, shite. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been almost two years. Wow. You better gloss them lips. That's all I'm saying. It's crazy. I know. It's been a long time. I think, and speaking of long time, I think we've more than outlived our welcome here. Love you, long time. Uh, so, we, yeah, we'll be back next week and. Make damn sure you're here with us because we'll be waiting for you. Don't let that time yeah, get cold. Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We love you. Happy Kwanzaa. Do oh, we? David. We do. do. No. I mean, yeah, we do. Let's be we honest. Do. We love yeah, it. Anybody that would endure us for two plus hours, come on. They got to be good people. We're very resilient. It's two. Yeah. Dude, for almost yeah, five years. I know. Oh. Don't don't just let's be nice to David so he doesn't get all uppity again. <laughs> That's it. After yeah, after Vince being all butthurt today, David's picking on me. I'm all butthurt. Yeah. Maybe if David gets off his ass and sends Vince's Christmas present, we can finally end. Yeah, really. Mess me up. Almost done whittling it. Don't worry about it, Vince. I love these presents staring at me. And now I can't open them up until after Christmas. I got robots to just, open up. You know, just like just what you just, just like you, isn't it? <laughs> the source of all the world's misery, the Jew. And on that note, have a good Christmas. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Bye. 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 Peace.